we interrupt the Kill Your Internet podcast for an urgent news bulletin. Ladies and gentlemen, Colin Budney here with a 2020 election update. After two days, numerous reports, and constant online bickering, we are aware that we currently know absolutely fucking nothing. We head to our Northeast correspondent, Mr. Roast Malone, for an update. Roast, what do we know? Yo, it's cloudy. All right, good to know, Mr. Roast Malone. Down to our Southern correspondent, Mr. Nathan Moran. Nate, give me an update. Uh, I don't know shit, Colin. All I know is that I've arbitrarily circled November 12th on my calendar, uh, just because I assume, like, we're bound to know something by then, right? I mean... All right, thank you, Nathan. That is an excellent update. We will keep you updated on anything that we do know, but all that we know at this point is we know nothing. Back to the internet. Welcome to the Kill Your Internet podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 57 of the Kill Your Internet podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. To my left, we got the Lord, Mr. Rose Malone, Eric Burke. Eric, how are we doing today, buddy? Doing good. I just called a wild bee doof. Play Pokemon Go right now. <laughs> what the fuck is a bee doof, yo? <laughs> Is, and that, is, it, is that like is a little it, raccoon? Is it uh, like tw- I'd say he's more of like a groundhog. Is uh, it like 2017? <laughs> and to, what do you mean? With us as well <laughs> is Mr. Nate Moran, a guest on the podcast, joining us from Nashville. Nate, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's what's going on, guys? Well, I, I just did, I just didn't know people still play Pokemon Go. I didn't know it was still a thing. Uh, I'm a total loser, dude. <laughs> Expect nothing oh, much. That's it. I feel like half the band plays it though. So then are you all losers? Like yeah, Ken does too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so <laughs> stick that and you're losers. Smoke it, <laughs> so I think I think in this situation I'm the loser. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Nate. I, I'm, I'm the outcast. Damn, it's two on two now. I just love the fact Dude, that before, to 11. I love the fact that before I introduced Nate, he was burning Eric. He's like, what is this, 2017? I'm like, yeah, by the way, Nate's here again, so what's up? Uh, so real quick, this was the configuration of the lost episode that we brought up uh, last time we had Nate on when we did this, and Nate's fucking Wi-Fi was basically from the goddamn Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. I texted Eric today, and I'm like, yeah, you want to be no on the podcast with Nate? And Eric's like, yo, is his podcast... Is this fucking audio set up better than a fucking rock? <laughs> like, Sorry. Were you, were you I didn't like think he was going to tell you that on this podcast. <laughs> were you guys like setting an over under on whether or not like my shit works as well as I claimed it was bro, going? Bro, you already told yeah. me it was going to work. I trust you, bro. Igneous yeah. was minus 150. Dude, I'm trying. I'm going to work as hard as I can to get you guys an AT&T fiber sponsorship because I'm going oh, to give those guys so much just free advertising. Like, Yo. that's here. Speaking, speaking of sponsorships, yo, today is the first day we're going to be talking about our friends at uh, Body Armor as well, who uh, they're going to be sending us oh. more and more products. So shout out to our friends at Body Armor. Uh, we'll get into that uh, before the interview. Today's interview is with our friend Gerard Longo. Uh, I did the interview down in East Nashville. Uh, he runs Underground Music Collective. Uh, he actually is somebody we've been working with for a very long time. He used to run a blog called The Quinspin. Uh, in Philadelphia when we were like first starting out. So this is a long-term relationship, but he's down in Nashville killing it right now. It was great to catch up with him. Awesome interview. Um, guys, obviously we had that breaking news alert in the beginning of the podcast, but uh, <laughs> anybody else just burn out on the election or am I the only one sitting here just completely fried? Well, uh, I can't complain. I mean, it took me like five minutes to vote. I thought I was going to walk up to this motherfucker and they were going to be wrapped around Dunks Ferry. Like, me too. Bro. I just walked in and out. 
there was three people sitting out front like smoking a cigarette and i walked in and out and <laughs> you thought it was an aa meeting <laughs> no, yeah yeah sure officially it did appear that way and people were talking about trump <laughs> nate how was uh how was voting in nashville well like i early voted oh nice but but i still like I still took an entire day like <laughs> off work to do it. Smart. Oh. And but like because it's just like, well, like I see like on the news there's lines everywhere and blah. Oh, yeah. Like what is yeah. your boss gonna do? Yell at you like you're doing your civic duty. People right, not- right. But like uh it literally took me like uh drive to and from included like 13 minutes. Dude, I walked to my point place, but I was no. like I had like an Eagles beanie on. I had like a sweatshirt and my like uh my like Levi's jacket with the Sherpa lining on. I was ready to be out in the cold, bro. First off, it was like 60 degrees. I didn't check the weather before I walked outside. And uh, I walked up and walked directly in. And three minutes later, I was done. So I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. It's because there was so much early voting. Like, it, like most of my yeah. wife early voted. Most people I know early voted. But I don't, I'm like an old man. I needed to like go and like push the buttons. And I didn't trust it unless I did. Well, see, you, you got dressed up in like your Eagles gear to go vote. See, I also got dressed up in some gear, but more like a like a like a fucking AR-15 and some camo because I'm an American patriot, and it's just it's my right. And like they're telling me like I'm being intimidating and shit. It's like fuck out of here. Yeah. Why would they think you're being? Why would they consider that intimidating? Yeah, that pussies. I don't see the. I don't see the problem here personally. I just realized we, we got Thank all you. suited up to do the first bit, and now we're all just in suits. Well, me and Nate are in suits, and Eric's wearing a Hawaiian yeah, dude. shirt. <laughs> nah, dude, it was a good news program. Everybody did well. The producers killed it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're just cracking beers now. Yeah, Let's go, boys. Oh, dude. So last Listen night, up this tie. Here's yeah. what. I, here's Ooh, what I will say. Agua. Here's what I will say, yo. Um, obviously, things are trending in the right direction. If you're a, a Joe Biden supporter or you're a Democrat, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy. But uh, I will say I've been watching pretty much nonstop for the past two days, and realistically, this whole thing has been such a shit show because, like, so much logic was lost on people, especially even me. Like, as I knew, like, as the votes rolled in, things were going to change. But in the beginning, I was watching it. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna by so much like this is fucking crazy this Dude, trump was minus 360 at one point we're gonna get into the websites we're gonna get into the odds 88 percent <laughs> we're gonna get into the gambling odds later in the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet but uh my takeaways from this whole thing is uh i'm really happy to see that there's probably going to be a change i'm knocking on wood because nothing's official yet um this goes out to all the people who uh I don't know how to put this. Tell you how to vote online. I don't know if you noticed this, but influencers have absolutely no fucking say in the election because it, it came down to basically the exact same people as before. I feel like most people had their fucking minds made up months ago. Months ago. I really don't think that like you were going to sway people one way or the other, but I'm really happy to see what a turnout it was because Joe Biden already has dude. more votes than any human being to ever run for president. That's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, dude, I was I was watching... Uh... I don't even follow. I never ever felt like ask like comic yeah, about politics. politics. I don't know shit. Like I like I understand like you know some things. Like I'm not an idiot, but um, I was watching the was watching it earlier. Um, they specifically were on the bottom line. They had some PA districts and some New Jersey districts, um, all above eighty five percent turnout. That that has to be like a high for the past. This is this has been hundred years. What, this is this right? is like, the, this is the highest voter turnout possibly ever from what I've seen. Um, Nate, yeah, what was probably it? in terms of number, but in terms of percentage, I I'd have to. 
it's weird for you, Nate, because I mean, well, PA is kind of the same way as where like Pittsburgh and Philly are both very democratic. And then, I mean, you're in Tennessee, so you're in Nashville and then everything else is kind of red. Uh, yeah, what, dude. what was the vibe like in Nashville? Well, I mean, obviously like, the, yeah, like, I mean, the vibe here <clears throat> is like, it's, yeah, it's very blue city. Like right. my neighborhood, there was only one house that Music ever had Trump them. shit up. Yeah. And uh, they like took it down, you know, a <laughs> couple bullied. months ago. Yeah, but basically, but uh, like Tennessee just always goes so red so fast. We were like yeah. the first state announced. You like, were the first state to announce for Trump. Red. Actually, I was watching that. So, so. so I want that like, does it, does it feel different for you guys to actually be in a like? And this is going to be the wrong way to phrase it, but I think you know what I mean. Like a state a that like, state. potentially matters. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, this you, is the first time I was aware of how important it was. I'll put it to you that way. I'm I'm a poli sci guy. That's like I I'm very interested in the political process and like I can have these kind of conversations. Uh, it always comes down to Philly and the surrounding suburbs. Like it, the, we are like one of the major areas in the nation, and they tend to go blue. So when we lost in 2016, it was weird because it was like holy shit. Like the because if you go an hour west of, of Philadelphia, you're in the boonies. You're there's Trump shit everywhere. Right. So um, at the end of the day, like uh, it was really like it's still interesting to see everything pouring in. But we knew this was going to be a shit show from the beginning. If you didn't, you weren't paying attention because all the all well, the mail, mail in all the mail in voting. This is just such a different year. There's so much more protocol. And not to mention that, you know what? It was pretty civil up until the middle of the night last night. And then Trump gave that speech about how he won and everybody's cheating him and all this shit. And we all knew that was going to happen. It's been called like this for like months now. They knew this shit was going to happen. I think we got to stop talking about it because we're going to fucking jinx it. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave yeah, it dude, where it is. Plus, we'll people, still be here, eh? <laughs> people are getting this out to ass everywhere else. Let's give them something else to talk about. <laughs> um, Nate, anything new since the last time I seen you? Um, Probably a bit. I only I saw him two know, weeks but, ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just a, it was just a couple yesterday. weeks ago. And like, uh, you know, not, nothing changes in my life that fast. So it's really yeah. like the same old, same old shit, man. Just uh, doing some band practices. Hey. I went to a bar for the first time since March. Ooh, where'd you go? Uh, I went to uh, the bar Dukes. Where's Dukes? Uh, Dukes is in Five Points. It's like uh, it's like a sandwich bar place. Oh, like, sweet! It's, hard. it's down like a little one way alley. It's like walking distance from all the stuff that you've been to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Is it by but the? Just, is it by the I Dream of Weenie? No, it's opposite. Opposite directions. Yeah. Do you know where like the uh, tattoo place is? Maybe. Yeah, and there's like a vape store around there too. I remember that. Very yeah. <laughs> there was but like, like <laughs> just like my my buddy like sold me on it because he just like told like gave me a list of just all the things they're doing like to keep it safe and like you know whatever. Yeah. And I went and felt safe, and it was cool. And um, you know, I got I got a little toasty at a bar for the first time in seven months. Had a boy, dude. That's Pratt- sweet, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I, uh, I've been to a few bars, uh, not a lot, but a few, uh, more, more like outside stuff. I did a lot of outside stuff during the fall and like the summer and stuff like that, but nothing crazy, nothing really indoors. I've been to a restaurant like once or twice. It's, it's still fucking weird. It's, it's not going to yeah. feel right. Yeah. Until, all I know is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go back to a bar. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. let's go yeah. into our wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Uh, a few of these revolve around the election, but then there's something else that I seen that I was fucking oh, absolutely outstanding. Uh, no, Eric, the first one's for you, actually, buddy. Uh, New Jersey and a few other states right, let's hear it, have buddy. officially legalized <laughs> marijuana. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, yeah. did you, did you, you're like, fucking welcome. Like, it's did, about time. Did, did you celebrate? I, mean, like, I, I don't fucking live there. 
was, I'm also unaffected by the law, relatively speaking. <laughs> I'm smoking is, weed yeah, in my was, bedroom right now. There's no cop here. Like, like you know, I'm fine. All of a sudden, you just hear the door get kicked in. <laughs> yeah, get the book down. Like, FBI. <laughs> I heard what you said. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm on your side. I'm in the band. Yeah, like, all, <laughs> all of a sudden, you ever seen the memes where it's like, yeah, the FBI agent who's watching Eric's camera on his computer right now is like, it, like texting him like, yo, I heard what you said. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a that's like a really good yearbook quote. Uh, I'm fairly unaffected by the law. <laughs> that should be. I should remain be. unaffected. By Eric, the law. Eric, I'm fairly unaffected by the law. Uh, also, I don't say that. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Oregon has actually decriminalized all drugs. Every single one. Every single one. Like that. There has to be a list of like approved. Like they did not like. Like cocaine, pop a perk. Yes, like, like cocaine. Like, like you, you will not like see jail time for that. But dude, do you for think recreational it, use? Well, that's do you probably think it's, it's the same mentality as like uh, making or abor- abortions readily, like you know, available. I don't know what the what the you entire, know like abortion numbers uh, go what, down. I don't know. You yeah, know what but, I mean? I mean, it's it's so Sweden. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. So this was a social experiment done by Sweden where they decriminalized everything. Yeah. And then they actually saw some numbers go down. Now, right. I personally like I'm cool with weed being legal and stuff like that. But like, there's some things that like I like I I'm still a little bit old school in certain perspectives. So like when I see like heroin or like cocaine or some shit like that, I just know too many people have been fucked up by that. So part of me is like, yeah, people are gonna get it one way or another, I guess. Yeah, I mean the thing, like you know, like nobody should be doing heroin. Like that's terrible for you. Like, but like, I mean, heroin's bad for you. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it ruins <laughs> lives and affects millions. Yeah, I don't think anybody's sitting. I don't think anybody's sitting um, in their bedroom. Like, right I now. think, like, dude, like, I've done acid. Um, I did coke one time. Like, run it down. Like, run none down of the these list. things. Like, none of these. Like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. But like, none of these. For your like, FBI here's agent. the thing. Like, if you are like, you know, in control of yourself, like, none of these things are going to kill you. Like, you just have to understand that, like, it's going to put you in a different place, and like, as long as you can handle that, like, yeah, you might wind up selling your mom's fine, microwave, you know? but you probably won't die. See, no see, not you? even no come on man don't not even like that just I, I i agree with the principle it's just like you have to it puts a lot of trust in people to be responsible which i don't know if that's nate what's your thought well see, i i think i i agree 100 percent with that take of like you know i it doesn't affect me that much or by any stretch so like i guess you know give it a shot and decriminalize the stuff um well if they were going to do it anywhere it's going to be oregon i can guarantee you tennessee yeah, not doing that but, shit anytime soon <laughs> Dude, Colin, are you a little bit like me where, like, you know, I've tried to be cool in the situations where I've been around, like, harder drugs, but <laughs> then, like, I just kind of turn into a dork? Uh, like, I remember the first time. Yeah, I went to the bank today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, dude. Right, right guys. Bank. Well, for, <laughs> for me, the first time that I remember ever being around cocaine, I was at South by Southwest and uh, with nice. a band that I was in in St. Louis. Oh, you were older than me, Frank. <laughs> Well, and like uh, our guitar player was just like smoked a lot of weed and I really didn't. I do every now and then. But like uh, some guy backstage at a show was like, oh, you guys want to do some drugs? But like we would like joking, Cox, we, yeah. <laughs> we would we would jokingly refer to smoking weed as doing drugs. And so we just sort of like thought that's what he meant. We were like, yeah. And then he seriously <laughs> like, like in Dewey Cox was and got a fucking key out. It's yeah. like doing a little vial. Oh and God. like me, me and my it's friend, easier if you just skip it like, there. but i remember like just being like whoa drugs real drugs oh yeah 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 the first time seeing seeing that shit was like i don't know if it was like 
Does it like skeeve you guys out in a way? Excuse me out like crazy. Like, See, I'm like I, that shit. I get that with like, like intravenous needles. Like I don't like I don't fuck with needles. Mm. Like any yeah. drug that involves a needle, like I'm I'm out. I'm out on everything. I don't, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't do anything. But I'm thinking about like this one time. I think we were like 18 or 19, and we were at a, a party at our friend's house, and like we got there early, like we brought the keg or something like that, and uh, our fr- our friend, carried it in myself. Not a big deal. Uh, no, our friends, <laughs> our, our friend's older brother was there with his friend, and like they were all just like ripping lines off a textbook, and we were like standing there like my tail tucked between my legs, being like, "Uh, we should probably go. We might want to leave." And <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, I'll never forget this moment during the party like some old dude walked in and we were like fuck it's the cops whatever and it's this dude he was wearing a a white t-shirt and jorts and we're like what the fuck like this dude's old as hell like he's bald with like white hair around the sides of it like like you know the fryer tuck kind of a thing and yeah uh, yeah. he walked what was his name i don't know he he walked past me and then i noticed that the entire back of his t-shirt was ripped off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i was like oh i know why he's here we're cool we're cool like, don't worry about it so uh yeah i thought i would bring that up as the first thing that i saw online because there was a lot of that a lot of cheering and a lot of chatter online about that yeah um liberals the second yeah. thing that i seen uh eric have you ever had interest in purchasing a kangaroo uh not up until this moment uh nate how about you buddy would you buy a kangaroo no nah, never even thought about it i feel like they need to be free <laughs> they should be yeah like, i agree distributed by i don't know shit about kangaroos i don't know all right hold on so this is what i seen somebody tweeted this out last night like, during like during the election they were like to break the tension i'm just gonna drop this random fact uh it is illegal federally illegal to own a kangaroo in the united states in 37 states <laughs> you can't own a first are of the all, 13 I, in the south uh no where so the climate is more pennsylvania agreeable. You can, pennsylvania you can own a kangaroo with a permit in 10 states you have to get a permit from the government to own a kangaroo that permit how much is custom fit clothing for a kangaroo in winter i don't know that's what we gotta find out not affordable i I personally don't think (laughs) i don't think the kangaroos exist i think they're fake i think you might be onto something dude you know my my theory about australia being fake right how it's at the bottom of the world you know what's funny about australia so australia's a rock on the bottom of the world right now where do you find like all crazy spiders and shit? Uh, Under Australia. a rock. Oh, whoa! Australia's the rock that's under the earth, and that's where, where all scorpions, spiders, and shit are. Damn, that's heavy as fuck. Dude, you know my my uh, my older brother has like an, a, a, not necessarily to your extent, Colin. He does believe it's real, but he doesn't have like an, an aversion to Australia because his wife like really wants to go. And they're like big travelers. <laughs> Bro, that's a fourteen hour flight. See, no, his thing is like he doesn't even care about the flight. He doesn't care about the length and like whatever. His whole thing is he's just like fucking crazy spiders down there, man. <laughs> All I'm saying is, here's my thing, yo. You know how Australia nope. was okay. founded? I'm sorry, God. Australia was founded as a prison colony uh, by England, who their prisons were overcrowded. So the story is that they sailed off in to find a new world to, to drop off their excess prisoners. And that's how Australia was founded. Bull fucking shit. You think they did- <laughs> Well, that's how it was like settled by white Europeans. You really, really think that they took a shipload of people that were prisoners and went to go find them this fantastical new world to live in with kangaroos so, and shit. Well, that's the thing. So, it wasn't. They, they, they pushed them out in the ocean. 
but so no. like, what do you think? What do you think? It do you think it's a soundstage with actors or is no? It West Dude, literally, the Australian accent you hear today is an evolution of like. Answer me. Or oh, go ahead. No, uh, no go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I will answer me this. No, Where is the Australian Open held? So this. Oh yeah, in in Chile, we've had this conversation. We've had this. Where's Stephen Adams from? Chile. Where the fuck did Stephen Adams really come from? Yeah, I don't know. He was made in a lab, dude. Stephen Adams is a monster. Dude, you know, Stephen beast. Adams is only twenty six. Stephen Adams has looked like he's like four. Dude, he came in the league. That's wild, dude. Yeah, that is wild. There you go. That's why Australia is not fucking real. Whoa, they're all at, they're all they're all actors who live in Chile, southern Chile, and. uh all the governments of the world are in on it. It's a big fucking conspiracy. They fly around in circles for 13 hours and they drop you off in southern Chile. <laughs> All right, so let's move on That's to our good. next thing. I like Chile, the southernmost country in South America. I think Brazil probably has the most southern tip. It's the biggest country in South America and it kind of goes down to the bottom. I thought Brazil... Mm, I don't That's know. worth a look at a map. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm not yeah. doing that right now, but uh, let's move on to our last pick on the wildest shit that we see on the internet. Uh, Eric, we brought this up at the beginning, the gambling lines throughout the night. Twitter was yeah. losing its goddamn mind because at the beginning of the night, Joe Biden was like a heavy favorite. And then as soon as the first couple states came in, Trump went down to like minus 600 and people were smashing that. They were like, oh, well, Vegas, Vegas. How did you not that? How did you not know that was going to be Vegas's knee jerk reaction? Like if you took those bets, you're a fucking you're a fucking fool. You don't <laughs> bro, think they, like, they, you don't think Vegas saw a quick come up and they were like, all right, yeah, we'll get these morons. To, well, to no, they up. just <clears throat> Vegas. They could have set it at they could have set it at Biden minus four hundred, and people would have just bet it because it was like the line that came out. Like it was the first live line. So everyone's this like, yeah, I, that's it. Like holy shit. Like Vegas knows. This is like, why I don't gamble. Here's the here. thing, though. One of the biggest uh, sources that people were citing was like an offshore gambling it wasn't even vegas it was like bovado which is like in like the cayman islands like it it it, it, it's not like a normal source so all these dumb motherfuckers on twitter started smashing that shit who's going to some offshore account they'll never see that fucking money and they just blew a bunch of money because twitter told them to so thanks a lot social media yeah that's why i i I had no idea that i was going to discover today that you guys were the draft kings yeah no first off we support we support support barstool sportsbook thank you very much uh eric Eric happens to be uh the gambler of the three of us yeah i like you guys are talking like is minus good i really i literally i'm gonna explain it to you it's very simply so look so it's it's based on a scale to 100 so what minus 300 minus 350 for example what that is is uh three he's um uh it's, so you put you put no 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 so you put um 100 over 350 and i don't know what that is probably like <laughs> i don't know probably like 0.36 or some 0.37 or something like that okay. so that's like 100 times whatever like the result of that fraction is so, for example, if it was um, minus 200, you would put it, – it would be a half, right? It would be 100 right. over 200, so that's 0.5. So, if you bet 100, you win 50. Here's uh, a real quick way to put right. it. So, and then plus 200 is times two. So, if you bet 100, you win 200. Right. Uh, so, basically – Plus means, is always an underdog. Minus is always a fee. Well, basically, yeah, if it yeah, says it's yeah. minus 600, you have to bet $600 to win 100. To win 100, right. Yes. So let's get past past the gambling segment. (laughs) Uh, Let's move into what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start. Then we'll go Nate. Then we'll go Eric. Uh, My first pick. uh, I just found out today that Black Thought of the legendary Roots crew dropped a new record. Uh, It's Mm. fucking incredible. 
I picked the song Sneak'em featuring Schoolboy Q because I love Schoolboy Q. There's some amazing features on this record, including Portugal the Man is featured on like four songs, Ooh. which is super. Dude, first Very of all, cool. I think Black Thought is the most underrated rapper of all time. So important because he's part of a group. You don't think about him as an individual as often. Black Thought, if you go through his discography, it's fucking incredible. Uh, shouts out to Black Thought. Shouts out to Schoolboy Q. Stake'em. Just some good old school rap shit. So, uh, Nate, go with your first pick. Uh, so I picked a song called Genesis by Deftones. Ooh. Uh, is that the new one? Yeah. So dude. it's their, their new album, Ohms. Do you, do you like Ohms, dude? I listened to it twice and I haven't been back to it yet, but the two times I was like in my car, I was like, ha! Ah! Like, yeah, just, dude, dude, because Deftones awesome. are just one of my favorite bands of all time. And like, yeah. my, I'm just uh, starting to get uh, into them, dude. Yeah. Dude, a hot take I have is they're like legit one of the coolest bands of all time. Dude, I feel the same way about Incubus. Yeah. See, like, there's just something like inherently, there's something inherently cool about them, and like Incubus, where there's just so many different kinds of people who are into that band. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. just a purveying cool. About yeah, they'll them. be yes, able to yes, tour yes, forever, yes. right? But dude, the thing I love about the new Deftones album and Genesis, especially though, is like uh, bands don't tend to get heavier as they get older; they tend mm. to like soften up, and yeah. because like your vocal cords fry yeah yeah it's so the first time i listened to genesis like it was just like well what kind of deftones album is this gonna be yeah i bet it's gonna be like a little on the softer side whatever and the song starts out like real ethereal for about a minute and you're just like it could be anything and then like the first several lines are just like chino screaming his lungs out and it was like, oh, it's going to be this kind of Deftones <laughs> album. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's so good, dude. It's one of the best things they've ever done, like, 25 years after their debut. It's rad. So they went away for a little while, didn't they? Uh, I think their last album came out in, like, Probably touring. like 2015, Oh, so no, no. Yeah, so like not that long, but then like the yeah, trajectory to Incubus. Honestly, that, that's a band. Like that that's releases. a band though that if you're not in the know on Deftones, you know the name, but you don't know any of their music. So I know nothing about the Deftones, but I yeah. I know that they're very well respected. So well, and I feel like it's similar yeah. to Incubus. I don't know if you feel this way, Eric, but like Deftones, yeah, are like I had to be their band, and so I'll never um, someone at a bar who's never listened to them and go, "You gotta listen." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to definitely catch the like there once you catch the um the sniff like it's yeah like it smells good you know what i mean like, like, like Incub- yeah no like it's a very particular like incubus has like that like dj like i'll speak about incubus more like they have like the dj scratchy type of shit where they can get that texture like sick drummer their drummer and brandon boyd's sick. fucking incredible yeah brandon boyd's like phenomenal he's like to taste like a lot of people like some people don't like his care for his like you know melodic expression like i personally love it but yeah. like i mean they were it's the like, biggest it's, band it's, in the world it's like it's very, the it's like a, in the world yeah yeah well yeah they're yeah they're because they can do like all the funk shit like which like is crazy well, i mean then they also did like but, but like which was much they, uh but still maintained their like oh no they were stylistic Incubus, identity saying, yeah, like absolutely. sonically and songwriting wise i would well, say like that was just there go ahead Nate. Their, that kind of poked his head through the surface of the pop realm i would argue well, and I feel like uh, uh, the album Morning View, much like the Space Jam soundtrack, is like if you claim you didn't own a copy in your household liar. when you were, like, younger, you're a fucking liar. I mean, yeah, it was there. I felt like they always had a song right. on, the, on the Now CDs, too. Like, Wish yeah. You Were Here. Oh, really? or, yeah, dude. Or Drive. Uh, Drive was definitely on fucking oh, Now. Yeah, Drive's that's, huge, See, that's, my, that's like the gatekeeper for people for Incubus, is that song, Drive. Yeah. And that's a great song, but like then like you start liking the other ones that are sprinkled in on the radio but like dude if once you get like to the iceberg of like probably similar to deftones like once you 
break into like the iceberg like the real meat of their discography like yeah you're done Boom. yeah <laughs> e what's your first pick um sh- uh, my first pick is uh uh seven bridges road by the eagles Ooh, so this pick. is like yeah dude like so in the beginning of their documentary i think it's called uh i think it's just called the history of the eagles yeah it's on, it's on netflix. netflix yeah uh really awesome um they it starts with them like it's video of them like warming up probably at like the, oh, the Coliseum or something. and they're just like yeah they're like uh yeah it's like there are stars like it's just crazy like they're stupid good like, stupid. one of the most pure, tal- pure and perfect like, just talent harmonies just fucking yeah. talent it's see it's flawless really you know and then they uh, all like want to beach beat boys the level shit out of each other yeah <laughs> well yeah the whole thing with uh you got glenn fry don name? felder and fucking uh uh, yeah, Don Felder, but yeah, Glenn Fry was like, "Fuck you!" Like I pay your salary, like all this shit. And then Joe Walsh is <laughs> anyway. somewhere like smoking a doobie, like trying not to drink again. Nah, he was drinking a bottle of whiskey. He was, yeah, it was. but um, yeah, like that, like that made me search for that song. And then I was like driving to work, listening to it in my car, and I was like, uh, I was singing along all shitty, like at full power, like <laughs> like I was there in the room. Yeah, you so, just ruined Bridges Road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my second pick, uh, I went with a friend of the band, uh, our man Kenny Carkeet, uh, produced one of our songs during quarantine. He was a member of AWOL Nation, now going solo. He's also a member of the band Fitness. Uh, yeah, Kenny Kenny helped write uh, Sail in an hour. Uh, Kenny's a great dude, uh, somebody I've gotten to write with in LA, and he just dropped a solo EP, uh, and he has a song called Kick Flipping in Malibu, which I really love. If you meet Kenny, if you know Kenny, this sounds like fucking Kenny. It's fucking super upbeat. The voice sounds great. Didn't even know he made music for himself like that. Didn't know he sang. So it's fucking sick. Shout out to Kenny Carkeet. Uh, my second pick, Kick Flipping in Malibu. Uh, Nate, what's your second pick? Uh, my second pick is off of uh, this album up here over my right shoulder. One of my favorite fucking albums ever, dude. Which, dude, like, so uh, my favorite band of all time is The Hives. Well, no, so this album is their live at Third Man Records that just. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, Ooh, I, I, I happen to be there. Uh, what? To it, it, and it Yo. was the time seeing them. So my first time seeing my favorite band of all time was at Third Man Records in like a room of 250. Uh, and the show was recorded live straight to vinyl. And it, and that was last summer and it only finally just got released. And so the song I chose is the live version of Tick, Tick, Boom, Fuck yeah. which is what leads off the album. And I've always told people like, if you ever want to, now the hives, unlike Deftones, I will shake you out of bar and tell you you gotta listen to the hives. <laughs> I agree with that. Like I agree with that 100. Everyone's because, heard their shit, like whether yeah, they see, take it or not. Yeah, they're totally the band. Like that's what I tell everyone. Subliminally, like, there in pop culture, they, yeah, they've yeah. been synced. Like, they've been synced so many times in movies dude, or like who, EA. Whoever does that for them is a genius. Like they, they had a Kmart commercial for like two years. The song "Well All Right" <laughs> Kmart commercials. Uh, but the song "Tick Tick Boom," I always tell people is the perfect introductory song into the hives if you're interested because it's just you get you get everything that you're ever going to get from them on anything else it's just fun and raucous and badass and i think that's the one where it's either that or like people always hear hate to say i told you so like that's another one that like everybody knows the that (laughs) that era in rock has been like very interesting to me recently i love um it's like Dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Yo, that's a. Uh, it's on. Bl- 
the black and white. Yes, won't be long. That's it. Yeah, Man. dude, that song's so. Good. I was just gonna oh, say yeah. if but, if if we couldn't figure that out, somebody had to like rewind it and then Shazam it and find out whether like what song. It was. <laughs> like I'm singing yeah, it. Yeah, you, you sung it to the right guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's just the coolest band of all time. Tick, tick, boom. The live version or the regular version, whatever. It's just listen to the hives. Just listen to the hives. Period. E, what's your last your last pick? Um. So I've been I've been talking talking about this podcast lore a yeah, lot, yeah. dude. This dude Chad Lawson, like oh you've told me about this guy before. Yeah, he just like he's just like a um, I don't know like, what the proper terminology like. He's like a concerto piano player, I guess. Like he just rakes his own like I don't even know if symphony not symphonies like in the terms where it's a big orchestra concerto. Like, yeah, right. Just like you know, it's like uh very proper like some of his songs are called sonata and d minor like uh, know, shit like that i want to write something the, like that <laughs> he's, a, he's a penist he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the proper term <laughs> but, he's um, a penis. He, yeah he is a pianist uh but no the song's called faithful bro um i was listening to it came on like i just put the shit on shuffle it came on and i was driving to work it was like cloudy it was that it was those days where it was very foggy up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and I drive through uh this is like we're talking like six AM. I'm driving through like rural farmland in New Jersey. And like this song I wanted to play it, but I won't. But like just like sets the mood. It was like I thought like I was having this like crazy experience. I was like, dude, like if aliens came down right now, like I would be cool with it. Like we would slap hands and like Were you talk smoking about weed it. at six a.m. No, I wasn't. I don't smoke weed before work, bro. Don't talk shit. But no, I, I was fucking. <laughs> I was fucking. Uh, it just made so much sense. Like like with my current like, you know, outlook on things at six a.m. It just like hit you right and changed the yeah. way you were interpreting everything around. You. Yes, as songs do. Yes, I totally know. I, I know what you mean. That's beautiful. Well said. It it it, per, it seamlessly yeah. fit into like what I was experiencing with my senses, right? Like That's as it does. Thing. Yeah, it was fucking Yo, sweet, man. The last time you brought this guy up on the podcast, you like told me about it, and I did not ask you any follow up questions. You were just like, "Yeah, this shit's cool," and I was like, "All right, Ken, what's your second pick?" And you went, <laughs> you went. All right, man. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck fuck <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is that is what the fuck we've been listening to. We're gonna go into our interview with Gerard Longo. Uh, before we do, once again, shout out the High Brew Coffee, ten percent off all online purchases with promo code Foxtrot, uh, and you can grab it at Wawa. As we always say, grab it at Wawa. Keep it going. I also want to give a shout out to new friends of the program, Body Armor. Uh, if you're not familiar with Body Armor, it is a sports drink. Uh, Kobe Bryant helped to found it. It sponsors numerous find professional it. athletes. Yes. Uh, and they've been nice enough to hook us up with a ton of product. Uh, it's fucking delicious. I've said this long before, and this has nothing to do with uh, us working together, but it is my after show drink. Fruit Punch Body Armor. It's got coconut water in it. It doesn't taste like straight sugar is my biggest thing. It tastes fucking delicious, but it doesn't taste like it's going to like wear a hole through your teeth or it's going to have a fucking uh, knot in your stomach. It is the best way to rehydrate. Yeah. Dude, I'd like I, to love, add to I, that. I love the orange. Yeah. You like the orange? Orange mango. Orange, well, yeah, mango. orange mango. Yeah, we got yeah. a nice case of that. I have yet, honestly have yet to try a flavor that I like wouldn't drink again. Yeah. Uh, For real. I like, yeah. Personally, I like strawberry <laughs> banana the best, but I would like to add. Um, so if you, if you go into 7-Eleven and you buy, uh, what is it? Like 28 ounce mm-hmm. and then you buy a 32 ounce gator or a 28 ounce Gatorade. If you drink the Gatorade, you're going to be like, 
a lot more full like gatorade's yeah. like kind of like carb heavy i feel like like if you drink a whole gatorade and you really don't it tastes need like it, sugar to me or half need it yeah it's very yeah. sugary like you know but like you're full like you could go a couple hours without eating after that i think and if you drink this uh body armor. body armor like it's a lot lighter like it just it feels like it rather than it feels like it's sitting in your stomach like it just you can feel it kind of like in 15 minutes like you're feeling like all right like after a show you know. i'm basically like spongebob when he's trapped in sandy's dome and I'm sitting there like, what and, yeah, Sandy. <laughs> and uh, I always slug a giant body armor after shows and I'm, I'm brought back to life. But they also have now uh, this new alkaline water. So like instead of like smart water, things like that, they have body armor water and it's fucking outstanding. Me and my wife killed an entire case in like three days. I swear to God, it's an environmental disaster in my home. But we absolutely went through all the bottles of water. So shouts out to Body Armor. Shouts out to Hybrid Coffee. Thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to head into our interview with Gerard Longo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your interview today for the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than a longtime friend of the band, a new resident of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he has been the head of the Quinspin, Lehigh Valley Underground, and now... Underground Music Collective. I was just going to say, because I didn't know if you were doing it as Nashville, any, like it was Nashville in the name. But UMC has been a huge supporter of Foxtrot, and we've been greatly appreciative of that. We have Gerard Longo on today. Dude, I'm happy to see you. Good, good to see you. Yeah, this is, you're rolling through town. Yeah. Who would have thought, because now it is like you got us when we were a three-piece. When we mm-hmm. put out our first EP in 2014, mm-hmm. you, were got, you we were still in college when when you started like you started like promoting our stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just fucking batshit crazy to me. Like That's the, awesome. The road we've both traveled to this point it, like that's why this needed to happen yeah there, there's 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 a story here so i think it was your manager at the time who sent who said brett you guys, murphy what a fucking story that is and i <laughs> wow dude we're talking brett murphy this is gonna go down a long road <laughs> god damn so continue i don't i don't remember the name but like yeah I, I, like we got your music as a submission then like there was this benefit concert for the american cancer Society. oh we yeah on the lakeside the lake show yeah it was called entertainment for a cure yes. and like the mellow wells were on the that mellow wells were on that the mad sugars who now i live with adam of the mad sugars really yeah no shit <laughs> it's all like our paths are all intertwined here and like that was the first event i ever actually put on and like, really there had to be more musicians and volunteers there than there were actual like well, that's how it, that's how it goes in the early days man always especially in a rural area it was a beautiful stage beautiful, beautiful day yeah. was, i remember that i remember like finding it funny like we got there and there's just cabins mm-hmm. and like a fucking it was like almost like a floating stage like it was on the water i remember like kind of getting a slight rock and mm-hmm. then uh but i do remember that show vividly yeah. I, I remember that vividly and wow dude, this is already like a throwback because i don't even think back to those days generally it was so much fun it was so much fun you know those were that was really like the rough and tumble era of the quinn spin when yeah. it's like i was literally still living at home Doing it in my parents' basement, yep. you know, cobbling together odd jobs just to try to figure out a direction. And, yeah, you guys, likewise, have been right there from the beginning of, of, of my whole thing. So. It's been insane to me, like, looking back at it, too, because, like, I that was before Erica was in the band. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is, like— You guys were a trio. Trio, yeah. Yep. It was me, Ken, and our original drummer, drummer Fox, who was our college roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, like, it's so funny to sit down in Nashville now, you know, six years removed, almost seven— mm-hmm. And uh, just the things that have happened, like if I was telling you, if I told you then you'd be living in Nashville and we have had, we would have toured the country and played major festivals and been on the radio around the country, we both would have probably taken that deal, right? Oh, yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. 
it, it was the last time we saw each other was we were touring to South by Southwest last year, mm-hmm. and I knew you were in town, so I hit you up and we were playing the five spot for our Nashville stop. Yeah. I was so fucking happy to see you, and the funny part was because the rest of the band, I don't think I'd ever seen you before. Like thinking of like you know, six people, like me and you have been in contact, but yeah. you're the one. I'm the contact for Fox Shot, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, Quinspin," and I saw Ken's eyes go, "No fucking way!" <laughs> he was like, "What?" That's crazy. That goes back to Westchester University, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 a long, that's almost a decade. This is yeah, better, better part of a decade. In the yeah, six years, episode. man. That's fucking insane. Yeah, soul yeah. to soul era. God damn. Well, like I said, we're talking to Gerard. How is Nashville? I love it. I love it. This is the best decision I've ever made. I believe uh, you know, that. I, I moved down here, like we were talking offline, uh, the Monday after Thanksgiving 2018, and like I was really in like a major like transition in my life at that point. You yeah. know? I had When I moved, like I was paycheck to paycheck. Like I had less than a thousand bucks in the bank, whatever would fit my car. I'm like, I need to go there because- like, We just need to make it happen. Yeah. Like I just knew I needed to make a change. I had a place lined up. I got a security job at the Grand Ole Opry for eleven bucks an hour. I'm like, first of all, it's a pretty badass first job to come into Nashville. Oh yeah, it was it was awesome. Like it was serendipitous too, because my mom always wanted to go to the Opry. Oh uh, wow. There. You know, so it was one of those things. I'm like, they offered it to me on the spot when I was visiting town a couple weeks before that. I'm like, yeah, are you? Yeah, kidding? of like, course I'll it. fucking take that job. Yeah, I did that and just slapped a lift sticker on my car. And for the first two months before I found something full time. I that's what I did. Yeah. You know, I just got by. I'm like, I'm just going to scrap it together and try to make it. Here, that's how know? things happen. You know what I mean? Like the fun, the funny thing is, too, when I, when I look at it, like I've we've talked a lot about Nashville on the pockets because yeah. it's our second home. We've been here. I was counting it out. And this is like my 40th time here mm-hmm. in five years. That's a lot. But we uh, we were talking about it. And I've I don't have like. I have a weird, complicated relationship with Nashville because I love it to death, uh-huh. and it's my second home. I became—I feel like I grew up here in a certain perspective because mm-hmm. it was my first adult years. Yeah. Um, but the shine wore off in the perspective of like I don't know that I could live here because we were talking about this offline too. I'm such a homer. Mm-hmm. Like Philly, I—I <laughs> I figured out that Philly was where I was supposed to be forever. Like yeah. I just know Philly, that Philly, Philly's in your blood. It is. It, it's on my head yeah. right now. It's—it's it's in my blood. It's yeah. in my voice, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming back here after seven months of not being here, yeah, I get these butterflies because I just. There's something magical about this place, man. There's definitely there's definitely a magic in the air, and you, what it is to me is honestly the community you yeah. here. You yeah. know, like everybody here for the most part has come from somewhere else, right? And because of that, you know, we we all understand like the reasons and circumstances. They might be different behind that, but it's all kind of the same reason. Didn't work out somewhere else. Yep. We're trying it here because we really want to pursue it. Exactly. You know I mean? And so, like, there's this understanding that you don't get in most other places. Like, yep. hey. Like, between artists, between content creators, between everybody, like, I got your back. Like, we're going through or have been yep. through the same thing. Yep. You know? So, the the detail, the devil's in the details. Those details might be different, but, like, the camaraderie comes from that. It is a magical thing, too, where you can walk into anybody and they can commiserate with you if you need to. You're like, mm-hmm. fuck, this show went terribly. Like, yo, I get it. Like, that happened to me, <laughs> too, last week. It is very odd, though, to come down here. And I don't have a show lined up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to a show to hang out. Right. I'm not going to see one of my friends' bands play. Mm-hmm. What has it been like during COVID to see this kind of economy not completely shut down? Because obviously the song is still going on. You're still doing live streams, and we'll yeah. get into that later. Mm-hmm. But the show economy, because it's the lifeblood of Nashville, Tennessee. It's a, You come here to see music. It's very odd. Oh, yeah. It, it's, been, it's been a very strange year for us. Because well, before COVID, we had the tornado. Right. March. Which was... 
right before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And all my friends live in East Nashville, which of course you do as mm, well. Yeah. Do you like what was that night like for you? So that night, I was actually here to like 10, 11 o'clock, mm. and the only reason I went home when I did because I'm a night owl. Like you'll find me. Here I am too. Like you'll find me here to one, two in the morning sometimes. Yeah. The only reason I went home was because I was hungry and I wanted a <laughs> snack. Like <laughs> the only reason. And so the tornado was like right over at five. So <coughs> I like, was gonna say so that's because three crow mm-hmm. and everything right there is my place. That's yeah. where we do Red Door. We mm-hmm. do if you want to smoke inside, you go to Three Door. You go to or I'm sorry, you go to Red Door. You go to Three Crow if you want to smoke out back. Like mm-hmm. I like how because of the way my band is, I have to like plan my places based on where we can smoke indoors. <laughs> Shouts out to Eric and Jimmy. Um, but and when I heard it happen. I called my boys first, and I was just making sure everybody was okay. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends' houses got destroyed, but then I instantly thought about, oh shit, it was in Five Points. Mm-hmm. What is what happened down there? Because I haven't been down there yet. I mean, that was that was a lot of ground zero of the uh, of the tornado damage yeah. um, along Woodland. If you drive down yeah. Woodland, it is still a mess. Like, you is know, the Woodland Studio still there? I think Woodland Studio is still there, but like Burger Up's gone. Wow, like a lot Burger of the, Up's gone. Yeah, a lot of the small businesses got wiped out. I have had some expensive cheeseburgers in Burger Up. I never got to go there. Delicious. I I, I always had my eye on it. I never got to go there. Now is Three Crow okay? Three Three I, Crow. I think that, Three Crow's still there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like a block down from Three Crow. So <clears throat> thank you God. So yeah, Three Crow's still there. But so we had the tornado, and you know we're just kind of starting to pull ourselves out of the weeds of that. Yeah. You know, like the weekend before the country shut down, like you had people all over the city going out and like cleaning up tornado damage, helping each other out. My and buddy then, was in town. Like it was my birthday weekend, and then like boom, that Wednesday, Thursday, the country starts shutting down. Yeah. I actually. When when the shutdowns first set in, I was actually in Philly for a wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to go. Well, I was up with my family, and then like I I was in like Ben Salem, Philly area for a wedding. And I lived in Ben Salem as a kid for a little while. Yeah, yeah, I was right. By, I was right by the Parks Casino. That's where the hotel oh, was. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, so my family, if you cut from over near Parks mm-hmm. and you go. Parkwood is like basically the first neighborhood after Ben Salem. Mm-hmm. So Parkwood is where my mom lives. Parkwood is where my family's from. So. Yeah. Wow, that's a fucking small world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so you're up in Philly and you come back after. So did, how long were you in Philly? Did you wind up having to stay there for a while? Or well, so I was there. I was in Jersey visiting my family. You know, got to see the kids and all that. You know, I'm I'm super close with my nieces and nephew. And then I go down, and like by the time I get to the hotel, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go to Parks. And I find out they're closing at mm. 6 a.m. on Sunday. I'm like, wow. Like, I, I told the bride and groom, uh, you know, because I saw them in a hotel lobby that night. I'm like, I feel like by tomorrow night, like, we're going to have to barricade zombies out of the Dude, it's really how it felt, bro. It, it, was, it was eerie. And, like, things are shutting down left and right. And when I got to the airport Monday to fly back here, ghost town. Yeah. Philadelphia International. Absolute ghost, ghost, ghost town. town. It was the weirdest thing. And then I get back. I go to Kroger. Like the shelves are empty. Like I'm just picking up whatever. It's fucking <laughs> insane. We, we we were actually playing a show in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and it was the last show of our run. Yeah. Thank God, because we had been all over. And we get back and kind of like as we're driving home, we have the radio on. You can hear them talking. Like this is getting serious. Yeah. Like they might be imposing lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And we we're driving in silence. We're just like, what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. here? And we get home. And my wife, because my wife was texting me like, you need to get home. Like, mm-hmm. there's some shit going on. Yeah. We get home. Next day, mm-hmm. world stopped spinning. Yep. It was so odd. And the funny thing is, too, we had started this podcast, like, right before 
we went on tour. So it was like end of February we started mm-hmm. it. We had no idea this was going to happen. Like a lot of people started podcasts during quarantine. We just started it right before. It's serendipitous, I guess. But yeah, if you listen to the fourth episode of this podcast, it's when we found out. Mm-hmm. Me and Ken and Eric were in the studio. We we were about to start recording, and they, the announcement came out that they shut down the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, the announcement came out they shut down the NHL. And we just walked outside and stood there and we're like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And if you listen to the episode, you can hear me and Ken trying to put it like we're so shook. It's crazy. Yeah. Nobody knew how to respond to it at the time. I still don't know how to respond to it. Yeah. Like we had never experienced anything like this before. You know, and still like we're figuring out how to put the pieces together because let's be real. We're recording this mid-October. We don't know when things are going to not be like this anymore. No, no. You know, we, we've crawled back to a degree, but, like, still, there are still shutdowns. Yep. You know, there's still a lot of restrictions in place. I mean, especially in Philadelphia, like Philadelphia, and I know cities like Los Angeles, like, I mean, we're, we're still not operating at any sort of anything. Like, the entire entertainment, like, hospitality community mm-hmm. shut down. I yeah. mean, restaurants are still, like, barely getting to 50% now. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is, like... Very odd. And I will say this, too. It's something that kind of irks me, and it's something I've been following very closely right now. And I was talking about this in the studio today, about the lack of urgency that the government has to help the music economy. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I was I was, I was watch this YouTube channel every day to try and figure out whether or not this stimulus is going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep watching, because it just pisses me off. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I gave up on the news, like, mid-April. I'm like, I can't. Well, so yeah. I'm watching this, and uh, the guy goes... They might be coming to a resolution if they can get rid of some of the extemporaneous, you know, clauses in the mm-hmm. stimulus, like money for the arts. Motherfucker, if you I will always say it pisses me off that politicians love to associate themselves with either musicians or certain songs at rallies. Uh-huh. But when it comes to actually putting things in place to protect the people who create the art, they do not give a flying fuck. Fuck. Which makes even less sense when you consider, and this might be a little bit of a cliche point, but what's gotten everyone through this? Since That's March? what I'm saying. The arts. Yes. The thank arts. You. And even here in Nashville, like, here's the thing. They just, like, approved this $2 million to go to venues or something. Why is it taking in Nashville until October for the city government, which has shut us down for the past seven months? Yeah. Why is it taking seven months? To support your lifeblood that keeps people coming to the Why city. do people come to Nashville, Tennessee? It's music. fucking Music City. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, too, like, I I got heated on Tuesday when I flew in here, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd taken an American Airlines flight. It's the first time I've been on a plane since January. Mm-hmm. And uh, my understanding was that flights were at limited capacity and there would mm-hmm. be seats that would be empty. Yeah. There's 350 people on that plane. There's 350 people. Every seat was full. Had to wear a mask, but you shoved 350 people into a tiny metal tube. Mm-hmm. But we can't play shows in venues that are spread out. Right. Show me the fucking logic behind that. There is none. Show me the logic behind that. There is none. If you can prove to me that besides the fact that, uh, you know, it's a corporation. Mm-hmm. Right. Which can't, I can't believe the Live Nation venues aren't open yet because Live Nation is a fucking conglomerate corporation. Right. I figured they would have pulled some strings to say, hey, you know, we can operate at like 50% capacity. Come the fuck on, guys. I think it's a necessity at this point that we at least start something back up. And it's being safe, and I understand that, but you can't pick and choose a restaurant or a an airplane, an airplane that's at 100% capacity, mm-hmm. and we can't do limited shows, anything. And But the, the one thing is, though, 
I think this entire situation has really shown the ingenuity of people in our industry. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we've experienced our first live stream show that was done really well by our friends at Rec Philly. Um, and that's what you're doing now. Yeah. So yeah. is this through UMC? So this is a collaboration uh, between UMC and Helping Our Music Evolve. We're, right. we're recording this right now. Yeah. So for those that aren't aware, here in Nashville, Helping Our Music Evolve is a music industry incubator, co-working space, specifically for people in the industry. So musicians, content creators, producers, the like, right? And so I've been a member here almost two years, and I record every episode of The Quinn Spin here now. I'm here almost every night at yeah. this point. Like, I pretty much live here. Like right. Me and uh, my friend Charisma... Uh, who goes by the name of Lord Goldie? We joke that we're roommates because we're the two people you always see here. Well, yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> tell, but my man's got a cot set up over here behind the glass. Like, he's fucking in here. Like this couch is probably where you sleep. Right? <laughs> I respect that. You mean you were a lot of like in that in that perspective. I, I, I'm I'm here all hours, but so I was here one night, and Logan, uh, who's the founder and president of Home, like he was telling me, like, yeah, we're gonna start this live stream team. Team, and I was at the time doing like a lot of what, what we were calling quarantine jams over zoom mm. and obviously the audio quality on zoom yeah. sucks so yes, so we're like hey why don't we like t team up and talk about this so now it's evolved like we have a few different ideas that we're gonna roll out but the one we're focused on right now is this thing called live from the 615 it's a great idea where every friday afternoon and evening musicians of all walks of life all genres all all levels of their career can book a slot, you mm. know, at a price that makes sense. Yeah. You know, we want to make it make sense. During the day, it's just acoustic slots from 12, and then the last one goes at 4 during the day, 100 bucks. I mean, that's a great price. Yeah, yeah. As a musician, dude, you can't beat that. Yeah. And especially for what it will do for just – because we're all looking for content at this point because mm -hmm. so much of our content was based around our touring. Right, right. That's great content. Uh, absolutely. And so full bands at night, uh, you can do that um, up to 24 inputs for $200. And then if you're acoustic, you know, there's a little discount for the evening slot. It's a prime slot, so we kind of meet in the middle there. But the, the idea is to give people that content. Yeah. The idea is to keep the music playing. That's something that's really been a tagline of ours at UMC this year. <laughs> like, well, I feel like I should – we have friends over at um, Lightning 100. Mm -hmm. I feel like I should put you – because I feel like that's right up Lightning 100, 100's alley. Oh, I feel yeah. Like, goddamn, slap a, snick, a sticker on that, and you've got, you've got some nice – like co-working there, but mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see how you guys are doing it too. But more than anything, how has the response been thus far? It's been good. A lot of people are interested. Um, we have one going as of this recording tomorrow night with this group Puffos, who's an alt pop duo, uh, really just good guys and just dynamic artists. Um, they're doing their album release. Oh, that's awesome! See, and that's why what you're doing is so important because we all base what we do. Like, we've released so much music this year, but we're so used to. You know, release, release show, release tour. Right. There's been a fucking sp like stick shoved in the spokes of what we do. Right. You know what I mean, the bike's going mm -hmm. off track. You're filling a need that's there. That's and I know that artists appreciate that. So I'll say thank you, and I'm not even involved. Well, well, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind words. You know, we're we're just trying to do what we can. You know, and even like outside of Fridays, we just had Lee Bryson here. Really? Yeah, doing uh, an American Cancer Society benefit. That's fucking dope. And that that was really cool to work. Uh, he and Tyler Farr were- Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was- uh, Drinking class in here. I like it, yep, dude. Yep, here played, we go. We played drinking class. We've had, we've had other shows. We just had a hip-hop showcase last Thursday. We've had, we've had a whole bunch of stuff. We've had people just kind of coming to us, like, wondering how they can get involved, which is great. And I encourage anybody to do that because, like, you need the content. Like, eventually- like looking at it long term, like I think live streaming is going to be here to stay in some format. But yeah. right now, 
you need the content because when things do open back up, you already want to p- be putting those feelers out there. And my, my whole thing is to, and it was the conversation the band had at the beginning of quarantine. I just made this decision the second that the lockdown came down. I said, we are not going to be one of those bands that is washy about this. Right. You know us. We're fucking go to the balls to the walls all the time. Always. And right. I said, we're going to come out of this so much better than when we went in because mm-hmm. we're going to work harder than everybody else. That's, and it, yeah. it, I don't want to get off track because I have a thought in my head that, that, like, I just want people to know this, people that are listening. This dude is one of the most selfless people I've ever met when it comes to promoting young bands. And I will say this from my perspective. You know, we've been lucky enough over the last couple of years to be on radio stations in almost every state, the biggest radio stations in the country. But the you and Radio 104.5 were the first two people that gave us that first jolt of kind of uh, validation. The wow. Quinspin being like one of the first, you know, internet radio things that covered us. And we were like, wow. holy shit, this is fucking dope. Like, holy shit, somebody <laughs> wow. cares. And uh, we, I've not had the opportunity to tell you that. And I'm trying to be more forthright with my guests who, I, who, I, who I've known for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I I didn't know we had that impact on you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, and now I'm getting nostalgic, too, because I'm looking back at this time. And it's funny, man. I've been trying to focus so much yeah. harder on appreciating the moment. Yeah. I think it comes with not being 23 anymore and being 28. And I have more of a perspective on things, right? Yeah. To yeah. when I was 23, I thought if I didn't get everything done by the time I was 24, my life would be over. Ah, uh, the deadlines, yeah. And mm-hmm. then you're 28, and then you start to realize, like, Look at every motherfucking thing we've done along the way. Oh, yeah. We're getting to where we want to be, but there's no there's no expiration date on what you're doing. Absolutely. And that's that's a point I always try to make to people. I'm 33. Yeah. You know, you're like you see the gray starting to come in here. It's it's you know? yo, <laughs> that's be, here. that's becoming though. It's a good look. I I I want to be a silver fox. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to going yo, gray. As a dude with a great head of hair and also as a dude with a great head of hair, I think the gray hair is like a trophy amongst guys because I go gray. Well, yeah. yeah, if you're a dude and you don't lose your shit, and you get to the point where you can have gray hair. That just means one, you got good genes, and two, you're that's fucking baller. So go for it, dude. Yeah. Knock yourself out. But anyway, like you know, <laughs> getting getting off the topic of the hair though, like yeah. you know, I feel younger now than I did when I started the show in terms of mindset. Yep. Like I, there are a lot of factors in my life that I think were like putting a deadline on things, and now like. I don't feel that happening in my life. Mm. I'm here. I have as much time as I need to yep. just make this happen and build this the way I want to build it in the place where I can build mm-hmm. it. You know, and that that's what I always try to tell people is there are no deadlines. Like, you know, there's this myth out there, I think in society, but especially in music and entertainment, that you have to make it by a certain age. Yep. You don't. Like, you don't. And you don't have to check boxes. You don't have to be married at 25. Nope. You don't have to have two kids in a house by 30. Nope. Like, I was told that like all my life by all kinds of people, including people I was in relationships with. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Like it's all BS. Like you do things, you build the life you want to build. You Mm. build the life that's authentic to you. You live to your values. And when you do that, you find that people that gravitate toward those values will come into your life. Well, it's another thing too, to where when you're putting that pressure on yourself, People can smell it on you. If you're, oh, yeah. if you're well, you, I, I feel like desperate situation. What's mm-hmm. the old Michael Scott quote? He's, quote he gets wrong. He says that desperate situations yield the best results, which uh-huh. is just false, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> it's uh, when you're pressing like that, mm-hmm. you make mistakes. Yeah, because you're overlooking what really needs to be importantly like focused on. Right. You're not focusing on the big picture. You're not focusing on you know, what you can really do to improve. You're focusing on what's available right now and what you can get done in that exact moment. And and usually that's all bullshit. Right. And, uh, you know, looking back on that, like in my, I'm in my late twenties, like 
I'm looking at it from a, a situation of it's all fucking good. I feel like so much of the pressure I put on myself was because, you know, I, I we talked about this off air, but I've been dating my girlfriend's my girlfriend, my wife since I was 15. And I always wanted to make sure that if I was going to do this, mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to give her the life that she deserved. And exactly. I wanted to have that figured out before I got married. I'm in, I was in the, you know, process of figuring it out, mm-hmm. but life doesn't wait. These are such yeah. a thing. You just fucking do what feels right and work your balls off. And that's really all you can do. Exactly. exactly. You know, you live according to your values. You put in the work every day. You yeah. take progressive steps every day. And things do have a habit of falling into place from there as long as you're putting in that work. Energy is such a weird word. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit too much of a bro to be talking about anything. Like, you know, I'm not like my chakras are, are not in line. Whatever. <laughs> Your chakras. But it, it, it's a situation where when you ruminate a certain energy mm-hmm. and you are uh, a certain level of human being, if you're yeah. a good person, mm-hmm. the right people will find you. Yeah. And I, I truly believe that. And I've noticed that more and more and more. Yeah. And uh, God, this is a lovely, enlightening conversation. Yeah. I, I remember just feeling the pressure, like through the Quinn Spin and even Lehigh Valley Underground, of okay, like I need to get this taken care of and set for life, mm-hmm. so then I can get married and have kids mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Now I'm like, no, I need to get this in order for because, you, for me, exactly. What I want to build, and also like because I want to show my nieces and nephew, like. Y'all can go out and do anything you want. I'm with that. You know? I like, am with that. And when I do, like, I'm single right now, mm-hmm. but, like, when I do find the one, whoever she is, it yeah. might be when I'm a silver fox, but at this rate, like, <laughs> I want to all, like, I want to be able to give her the life that she deserves, our kids. Like, I want to be able to show them, like, well, you yeah. can go out and do what you want to do. A and big no thing limits. that I've always believed in is do I want to, like, show my kids the safe route per se if i was to just go a different direction and say like they're like dad you were so cool what the fuck happened right well you know i just i stopped short of the finish line yeah or do i want to show them if you bust your ass and you're really passionate about what you do that you can do what you want to do right and i don't think there's a question in my household what the choice is yeah and i will never just a relationship advice for anybody who's listening and the one thing I think that helps me lay my head on the pillow at night, like if I have a bad day, uh, something doesn't go right, like things might not be like popping, like I might do something and like it didn't get the exact reaction I wanted. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I can always take solace is I never mince my words about what I want. Right. Or, or That's when you find yourself in trouble. If you don't give, if you're not 100% honest about what you want mm-hmm. and you mince your words and you cut corners and you say, well, yeah, I can do that, but there's option B. Right. That's when you get in trouble because then that leaves the door open for Dale. But right. if you're 100% in on what you do, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And, like, it's taken me, at least for me, it's taken a long time to get there. Yeah. You, like, get comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. Oh, it's my favorite thing. You know? But now, like, I'm, like, looking at, okay, what am I afraid of? Okay, which which one of these things am I going to tackle today? But for a long time, it was like, okay, dip the toe in, you know? Maybe, yeah. oh, maybe I should go Well, you're, you're actually maybe living, uh, uh, not a dream of mine, but I love, I always say I love to take these trips alone. Mm-hmm. I love the feeling of like going to the airport by myself, mm-hmm. picking up my rental car and I'm just in a different place. Yeah. And oh, yeah. like, I'm just, I'm a nomad there. Mm-hmm. You went a step further and you just fucking moved down here <laughs> on your own. Was it, was it weird to come here? Did you know anybody when you moved down here? I knew my roommate and his wife. Oh, well, there well, at least you had some infrastructure, but yeah. other than that, you weren't like dependent on them. You were there and you were building a life yourself. And right. Ha- <laughs> Especially being that you're coming down here in this circumstance. I'm sure like right. you would have had more opportunities or different opportunities had it been normal Nashville per se. Right, right, right. But like, have you felt the love back? Absolutely. Good. One hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. And you know, from coming here 
and just like you them being like hey you know we're buying a house and we need a roommate like i had the place lined up then i got the job at the opry and i started driving lyft and like i just kind of started putting it out there at first i, I the first couple of months i was here i kind of hung back and i'm mm-hmm. like let me learn because yeah. i don't know if i know what i'm doing yep. let me learn from like the industry yep. like because it's here you know it's it's not in most places right. but it's here and like what i found was like the mindset was similar yeah you know and so it's just been like kind of built, like churning out content. It just, is intimidating at first. It is. It is it intimidating is. at first. But I will. I, I know for myself, like I was thinking about it today. I was driving around. I drove to Franklin back all through East Nashville, all yeah. down to Midtown with no GPS on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so fucking, I can't believe how well I know this place now. And it's such a fucking weird feeling to not be in your home. And I mean, your home is North Jersey. Right. Right. So where, where what part of North Jersey? Uh, Morris County. Morris County. Okay. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did you wind up in a Lehigh Valley? Uh, I went to school out there. Where'd you go? Uh, Moravian. Oh, no shit. I went to Moravian. I had a yeah. couple buddies. I had a buddy who played football in Moravian. Yeah. Um, what'd you go to Moravian for? Uh, football. How <laughs> did you? I, I, I was- I was. Who on, were I, you? I would say I played, but I was just on the team. Um, I was a receiver. Get the fuck out of here. I played a uh, year and a half of uh, Division II baseball, what should I say? Oh, wow. And then when I stopped playing- we won the national championship, so I'd like to think it was my duty that that was why that happened. Oh yeah, the the only year I didn't play, I took a break junior year. We went to a bowl game. Yeah, see, and then it, we sucked the rest of the time. We were. Uh, I went there. I followed a coach there mm-hmm. uh, who I was supposed to go to Philly U, and he took a job at Westchester, so uh-huh. I went there with him. Uh, it was a shit show because uh, the old coaches and the new coaches recruiting recruiting classes came in at the same time. So I was a catcher. We had seven catchers on day one of practice. Wow. We only hold three, mm-hmm. and four of the guys had scholarships. Mm. I somehow made it. And then after one year, our coach got fired. And so now there's three recruiting classes coming in. Mm-hmm. I was burnt the fuck out, and I was just like, all right, well, I think this is it for me. I'm going to go do music. Yeah. And that's how I actually got started. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joey Wendell, who plays – you're a baseball guy, uh-huh. which, mm-hmm. of course, I want to talk to you about because yeah. I have questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> Joey Wendell, who plays third base and second base for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh-huh. Was our second baseman. Wow. So wow. Joey's actually a buddy of mine. He played for the Sounds um, in Nashville. So wow. um, Joey's absolutely destroying it. He's a, the best athlete I've ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. The, the Rays actually, Brian O'Grady is an outfielder for the Rays who just got traded over from the Reds, or the Reds, is a lifelong friend of mine from Northeast Philly. So the Rays are kind of like my team right now. Because yeah, you're pulling for them right now. Yeah. How in the flying fuck did you become a diehard Cubs fan? Uh, so growing up in New Jersey, my brother's a Mets fan. Makes sense. I was four years old. We were watching the Mets. They were playing the Cubs, and I want to root for the Mets. And then my mom goes, oh, look, they're like teddy bears, and I'm four. I'm like, that's it. There it is. That's my team. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I've always wondered that about you because uh-huh. you are you're a diehard Cubs fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for life. What's going on with your boys, man? Um, the league figured us out. Yeah, the I league, think it is what happened. The league figured us out, and we have a lot of like home runner strikeout kind of guys. Yeah, do you think you're gonna blow it up? To be completely honest, do you think you're gonna move a piece or two? I think we should. Well, who do you think you move? I if I had my way, yeah, Bryant. Yep. And you're gonna be surprised, Bias. I thought you were gonna say Bias. Bias. I saw it from your face. Mm-hmm. Javi Bias is a fucking monster. He is. Is he analytics bad? Like, is he like uh Because he he's a big swing guy. Well, that's the thing is like I get so frustrated watching him because like he swings at pitches, he swings at everything. Yeah, he he is a, he is absolutely a free swinger. Yeah, uh, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's done great things for them. I mean, he was the NLCS MVP in sixteen. Yeah. Like I don't hate the guy, but like I don't know. Like I feel like there are just a couple guys that need to change the scenery. Well, I, well, I feel like John Lester's done. John, he might be back. So I, I, I was I'm, I'm a big barstool guy, so uh-huh. I, I follow part of my take very heavily. Uh-huh. And Dan Katz, big cat, is a, a Cubs fan, so uh-huh. he was saying that Lester's probably it might be his last year, it might not be. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you Darvish had a great year. Yeah, I, I love Darvish. That that signing. Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks is amazing. Yeah, you guys should be a lot better than we are. I mean, we're still a playoff team, but yeah. uh, it's a lot better than what I can say about my team because mm. <laughs> what an absolute shit show dumpster fire. If they don't re-sign GT, JT Real Muto, I'm absolutely done with that organization. I saw I saw a rumor linking him to the Cubs and that the Cubs might try to trade Contreras, but that was the same thing last Send Contreras, my, I like Contreras. I love Contreras. But it's I, the fact of the matter is, and I love that we're getting into deep baseball talk because that does not get to happen for me a lot. <laughs> um, you know, what we gave up to get JT – for a two-year rental, mm-hmm. what did he get? They we gave up Sixto Sanchez, who was an absolute yeah. fucking stud, and we gave up Jorge Alfaro, right. who was catching for them, is a monster. He mm-hmm. he's a great defensive catcher, and he can mash. If we come out empty-handed after two years, then and you're gonna piss off Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper is there for life now, and he also yeah. <laughs> every chance he gets during a game, right? Mm-hmm. He hits a home run. Mm-hmm. Walking to his dugout, I'll find a camera mm-hmm. and scream sign JT into the camera. He's yelling at management to mm-hmm. fucking sign JT. Wow. Just do it. I mean, because Didi Gregorius is going to leave. Um, McCutcheon's not got a lot. He doesn't have a lot of time. He doesn't left. have a lot of time left. Yeah. Plus, I feel like he's he's edging towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. God, I wish we could add Andrew McCutcheon when he was younger because he's oh, such a great he's guy. A but I mean, we have yeah. Gene Segura. I don't know what the fuck Reese Hoskins is. Our outfield is a mess. We have a bunch of young kids out there who like have what never ha- panned out. And what happened to Kingery? Wasn't Kingery supposed to be like <sighs> he was? Scotty Jetpacks was supposed to be like the spark plug off, like leadoff hitter, uh, just a fucking great second baseman. We are a team that has always loved our second baseman, Chase Outley, Mickey Morandini, guys like that. Mm-hmm. Jetpacks just is not consistent enough. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we could always move Gene Segura back to to second base, and yeah. Jetpacks can go back to doing whatever he was platooning. So I don't fucking know who's your football team. Dolphins. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong? Like, how did that? You're not a Giants or Jets fan? They like, couldn't do it. No. Well, um, I don't know. Some kid in kindergarten liked Dan Marino. I'm okay. Like, well, okay, there you I go. Like Dan Marino. Cool. I respect that. Yeah. See, the thing is, in my neighborhood, that wasn't an option. Oh yeah. Uh, there was all. I always say this. Like, if I ever see, I, I say this with a. I don't want to. I don't know if you're a political person or whatever. It's not in my bed. But I always say Trump people generally seem to be very much like the kid who wears a, a Cowboys jersey to dress down day in Catholic school in Philadelphia. Like, they just want to fucking get your goat. They want to fucking, they want to nudge you. I, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> that's a fair, and we'll fucking move past that. Yeah. But we, uh, uh, all right, so you're in Lehigh Valley, mm-hmm. and you're doing Quinn Spin to Lehigh Valley Underground. Uh-huh. At what point was it that you knew it was time to move to UMC, and it was time to move to Nashville. What was the moment in time we were like, fuck it, it's time to pull the trigger? Ooh, uh, well, there were a few. Um, I think, like, you know, I've talked about this on other podcasts. Um, there were three, I think, catalytic events that eventually led me here. Number one was my mom passing in 15. Mm. Um, that suddenly, uh, and she was my best friend. Yeah. Like, I... Like she still is. Like, I'm, a, I'm a mama's boy too, yeah. dude. I get it 150. percent She's the best friend I'll ever have. Like yeah. we we literally survived cancer together. Wow. Like, we when I was 16 and yeah, she lived for. Did, a no, while did you you had cancer? Mm-hmm. Really, I didn't know that. How many fingers am I holding up? Wow, I never noticed that. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, it was in my left ring finger. It was no like shit. Very malignant, and they're like, let's just amputate it from the wrist and get it out so it doesn't come back. Because wow, chemo radiation wouldn't work for me. No way. They said like, if it spreads, you're screwed, pretty much. How did you How did you know? Like, was it just pain in the finger? No, it was just like this lump underneath. And one day after football practice, and I'm like, hey, um, we should get this looked at. Wow. And then like we got it looked at after the season. They biopsied it. It was really malignant. And then she had one in her wrist, same wow. extremity. Wow. 
And she had actually had it in the 90s, got it removed. It came back. And then after my surgery, you know, she had been a little like once bitten, twice shy. Yeah. You know? And after my surgery, she's like, oh, well, he's 16. He just did this. I, I can um, go another round. Like you know? she, she might have, <laughs> she might have just been like, ignore it. And then she saw yeah. it happen to you. And, you, and she's like, okay, well, I got to, I got to suck yeah. it up here and figure it out. Yeah. Wow, man. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. I didn't know that. Within less than, within a year of each other at Temple University Hospital, same surgeon. Get the fuck yep. out of here! It was we, we That's went to an incredible film. story, man. Yeah. So we were super close. Yeah, you know? I mean, we were always like close. You know, I we I was the baby of the family, so we were always like. How many know? brothers and sisters do you have? I have one of each, both older. Okay, so. I have I have a younger brother, and I have a sister who's ten years older than me. Oh wow! Different mom or same mom, different dads. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, my best, I, both my best friends. I, I, I get that, man. It's, is it weird not to be around your family being down here? Uh, you know, I, I think everybody gets it. Like everybody understands, yeah. you know, like, I mean, we have these things too, you know, technology yeah. works. It, it is what yeah. it is. The the one person I was afraid to tell is my niece, Amber. Mm. She's going to be 11 this month and we're, we're super tight. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know, we're just, we're just cut from the same cloth, just ambitious, like, yeah. you know, not, Love that. not bound to just like, you know check the boxes in yeah. life you know saturday is my niece ella she's turning 10 oh wow so we uh i have a bar i have two birthday parties to go to this week and i have ella's mm-hmm. then my own turning the big two nine celebrating with an eagle's ass whipping uh by the baltimore ravens so oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. it's i feel so bad my, my last weekend we we we, we got our chick kicked in by the Steelers and Dana looks at me and just goes you sure you want to have people over for the Eagles and I was like yeah <laughs> is what it is yeah. but uh so so one is your mom passing yep what was two breaking up with my girlfriend of seven years interesting uh which happened a couple years after that um but that was kind of like you know there was a lot of box checking that was expected and now I'm like well I don't who am I after yeah this? well exactly we were dating since college I'm 30 all of a sudden I'm single and I'm like uh what? Yeah, I couldn't you know? imagine the feeling of being because I've never been single in my life. I've never mm-hmm. the last time I was single, I had just made a MySpace. Wow. So wow. I wouldn't know what it would be like. I feel like I would be walking out into a different planet. It, it, yeah, that that's pretty accurate because like in that seven years from like my senior year of college to then, like the game had changed. Like Tinder and Bumble had become a thing. No idea. And I'm just like, don't don't ever find out. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. Because I'm just like. What do I even do? Like, I, I I like to take my boys' phones mm-hmm. and just like I watch them do it, and uh-huh. I'll be over the shoulder like, no, no, <laughs> I in no, no. Like I li- I like to mess with them because my buddies are all you know doing that shit, and it's it's not yeah. my bag, obviously. But yeah. all right, so you step out into a new world in that perspective, and then what's three? Three was when my friends got married in Charleston, South Carolina. My same friends that I live with. Oh well, because. There was a lot going on in that experience, but there was there was one thing in particular, and it was somebody else in the wedding party was going through a lot of her own stuff, and that really kind of made me realize, like, well, I don't have my life together. It was kind of like looking into a mirror. Yeah. And I'm I got back to Pennsylvania, and I just like I just felt differently about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like something's got to change and I don't know if it can change here. Right. Because I'm living paycheck to paycheck. My apartment's a shithole. Like, yeah. You know, I'm just like. Like I, I promised Amber, my niece, at some point I'm taking her to Wrigley. I'm like, how am I ever doing that? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know yeah. What so I mean? now you're looking at life plans. You say, yeah. how can I finesse this in mm-hmm. the current situation that I'm in? And I couldn't. And yeah. so then you get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You make that move. Yeah. And it's obviously working out because I, I love what I see, and I'm fucking proud of you well, to watch you. what you've done. L- likewise. Like, well, thank you. Proud I appreciate you that. Man, yeah. It's it's funny. I've spent so much time talking to other people during quarantine. Mm-hmm. 
people that I never thought I'd be in a room with. Like, right. There's a lot of motherfuckers that like I I count my lucky stars for what's happened. Me too. Um yeah. And it's weird, like uh we were in the middle of an interview yesterday with two people that are I call them my Sherpas of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Sasser and Joe Costa. Mm-hmm. Joe's a fucking legend. Trace is an amazing producer. And uh, midway through the, the interview, Trace starts interviewing me, and I was like, nobody has asked me a question in months. Like, I feel like <laughs> I've just been asking questions to people for, like, fucking months on end, mm-hmm. and nobody's been like, how are you? And I'm like, how the fuck am I? I have no idea. <laughs> it's like I have not prioritized my own self whatsoever. It's right. been odd because I've been making sure the band's good, mm-hmm. but everybody else is cool. Um, my wife's been going through a hard time uh, just – uh, getting bombarded in a po- very positive way, bombarded yeah. with work, mm-hmm. and uh, at the same time, I've been very supportive on that end. And I'm like, my whole life got ripped apart. You know, mm-hmm. my my what I do, mm-hmm. I had to completely rearrange. And it wasn't until like I sat down, like probably like two weeks ago, and I was like, this is a wild ass period of time in our lives, it man. Is. It is. God damn, we're never gonna forget this. And that's the thing is no. like, it, but if you're willing to look for it, there are opportunities and silver linings in so this much. time, right? So much. I feel like it's so easy right now to stay tuned into the news and social media and this, that, and the other, and like get so down and crawl up in a ball and want to yep. die. But the fact of the matter is, like, what this really is and has been to me, and now I'm going to get all aligned with my chakras here, is it's a chance to go inward. Yeah, it's I a, agree with that. It's a chance to resolve your issues and figure out like what your place is in the world versus what you want it to be and make mm. those things align. I speak I speak about it a lot, but I think that this is uh, – who was it that said this? Um, oh, I was talking to Jared Corder from uh, Repeat Repeat, mm-hmm. which is an amazing band from Nashville. Oh, I love them, yeah. And he said um, – him and his wife call this the great uh, reset button. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at it is, if you can come out of this after not making any money as a musician for seven months, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to find out who really is about this shit. Yeah. And if you have kept your feet moving and you come out on the other side in a better place, you really fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a goddamn question in hell. This shit is in my veins. And I know it's in yours, too. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, I, I got to say, this has been one of my favorite conversations I've had down here. And uh, the way that we usually will end these mm-hmm. is I just start rapid-firing questions. Okay. Gives people to get a chance to know you. Okay. And, uh, okay. I just come up off the top of my head. So, uh, first question. What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Ooh. Oh, man. Um... I'm a big beer guy. Okay. I'm not really a liquor guy. I mean, I like a lot of craft stuff. One thing I'm on right I'm now. I'm a beer guy too. So what's your beer? What's your beer of choice? Oh, uh, right now I, I usually go into like the Blue Moon, Allagash White. You like a nice wheat beer? Yeah, yes. Allagash White. Let's okay. go Allagash. That's White. always in my my yeah. my wife loves that. Yeah. Uh, what was the first CD you ever bought? First CD I ever bought, uh, I think was oh, this is an uh, this is a good 98 po- degrees. Wow, their first album before they blew that up. That is what I wanted to their hear. First I wanted album, something outrageous. I was a big boy band guy back when, in, in my childhood. What was uh, what was the number one series you binged during quarantine? I haven't. You I haven't. I haven't. You're a monster. I, yeah, I am a monster. What I'm do you watch? Fan. What's your TV show of choice? I watch whatever music video somebody sends me. That See, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about when I say this guy's a fucking animal. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like. You are know, you a movie guy? I'm not really. So you're just you're not a visually fed medium person or music videos, but I'm saying like I, I am. It's just like finding the time. Yeah, like, I pe- understand people that. ask me all the time like, oh, what shows do you like? Going on Bumble dates. What shows do you watch? Uh, and I fail the <laughs> well, interview. I was gonna say, we gotta set you up because we gotta we gotta find you a show. Just tell them you watch Love Is Blind, and then they'll be like, oh wow, that's cool. And then you're gonna get caught because then they'll ask you specific questions, and you just gotta nod. I'll be but, like, yeah, that guy. Did yeah, that exactly. Thing? Can you believe yeah. that shit that guy did? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Do you read? 
Uh, yeah, I started reading. So uh, I, I've recently gotten to reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's the last thing you read? I'm reading a book right now called The Slight Edge by uh, Jeff Olson. Cool. It's about how the actions you take every single day, you know, eventually lead you to where you end up in mm-hmm. life, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've saw, I, I'm a couple chapters in. I'm getting a lot out of it. There's a book I have to uh, – I'm going to mail you. It's called uh, Walking Amongst the Gods. Uh-huh. And it's uh, this guy. He was a – he was training to be a priest. Mm-hmm. And then realized it wasn't for him, and then wound up becoming a sculptor. And he has spent his life now trying to figure out, you know, how creative people do what they do, mm-hmm. and that actually, creation in the in an artistic sense is the closest that human beings will ever get to God because you're making something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a really incredible book. I'm gonna mail it to you. Please do. Yeah. Um, and then I just re- I read. Um, the Coddling of the American Mind, mm-hmm. which I found from the Joe Rogan podcast. So, once again, I love Rogan. Bro Tendencies coming out, but he had this social scientist on mm-hmm. who wrote this book about basically social media's effects on the younger generation, but more about how it's fucking the world up, which I told mm-hmm. I am a firm. That's why it's called the Killer Internet Podcast. I'm a firm <laughs> believer in that shit. I was going to ask you about that kind of the origins. So, of, what happened yeah. with that was uh, that was actually going to be the name of the album. Mm hmm. And uh, the podcast was originally supposed to be a companion piece to the album. Mm, okay. Uh, and then we realized that if we call the album Kill Your Internet and the podcast Kill Your Internet, and also on the album was a, a song called Tell It to the Internet, mm. it was going to get redundant. Right. And um, basically, I, for a period of time, was really writing and kind of ruminating on, like, something's rotten in Denmark here. Mm-hmm. Like, something's wrong with this shit. We're going to find out in 50 years that this shit is, like, Bad for your health. Like it's, yeah. it's fucking people's brains. I don't think it'll take 50 years. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it happen in real time. Yeah. But uh, basically, when you listen to a full episode of the podcast, like mm-hmm. you go through, we have different segments, right? right yeah. Mm-hmm. So we always relate the music industry mm-hmm. back to the internet because they're one and one. And right. one. And, but I, I like one of the segments is the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. It's something uh, that we always do. So right, we go yeah. over different things on Twitter mm-hmm. or like some shit like that. Um, and we always relate it back that way. So it's just so intertwined. And I thought it was a different take on things, but... We're internet people. It's fucking, we live in an internet world, so it's yeah. it's kind of picking the world apart. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Here we go. Back into the questions. Okay. Um, coffee or tea? These days, coffee. Okay, good answer. These days. But, I mean, I'm not opposed to a cup of tea. Okay. I love throat coat. Throat coat's wonderful. Oh, I, I do throat coat a lot. I just had some ginger tea yesterday. Yeah. You know, because I had, like, a burrito the night before. You know, yeah, 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 understood, understood. Yeah. <laughs> understood. I didn't say Taco Bell before. I, would, I texted mm-hmm. my wife and literally said, like, I got no fucking time. I'm stopping at Taco Bell. And she always gives me shit because when I go to different cities, uh-huh. I never eat. The f- I'm always in such a rush. Uh-huh. I'm just grabbing whatever. And she's like, you're going to go there. You're not going to get barbecue. You're right. not going to get hot chicken. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have fucking time to go across town to Hattie B's. I'm in between sessions. Like I'm just grabbing whatever the fuck. I'm not here to vacation. I'm here to work. But have you had cookout? Yes, I've had cookout. Oh, cookout's banging. Cajun chicken. Right, right over there on Gallatin Road, dude. Mm-hmm. Good Cajun spot. chicken. Cajun chicken with some slaw. Where is one place in the world you'd like to go? Well, I'm trying to get to all 50 states in the next few years. Nice. I've been to 41. Oh, wow. Um, Utah, Colorado, probably next. That'll be next year. Um, Croatia, Bhutan. Are you Croatian? No. Then why why Croatia? Just beautiful? Because it's Greece on a budget. There you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I want to go like, to Greece, too. I like that. But my number one, honestly, worldwide destination is Bhutan. Where is Bhutan? It is in between India and China. It's oh, interesting. It's a Himalayan country. And the reason I want to go there... Is because in sixth grade, we all had to pick an Asian country to do a book report on. Oh. I was out that day. I had one of the ones left, and I got to learn all about Bhutan. It's this very minimalist, like, Buddhist culture. Cool. They just opened a tourist within the past decade or two, and you have to apply for a special visa. Interesting. If they accept you, 
it's like a cruise in that they pay for everything. No shit. Like or whatever whatever you pay, like that like you get all your meals. Bhutan figured it out. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It's funny. I've I've always because I, I love travel and mm-hmm. I I have a lot of places I want to go, and because I hate. <laughs> I like hate public transportation. I hate flying. I don't like. In- I, en- I don't enjoy sitting somewhere and waiting for something. I'm mm-hmm. very impatient. Like all the Asian countries are the last places on my list because I know the flight's gonna be brutal. I'm oh, like, yeah. I know if I go to Japan or like China mm-hmm. or some shit like that, I'm sitting on a plane for 15 hours. I'm like, I'm gonna hit everywhere else and then I'm gonna go there. Yeah. Like the number. I, Italy was always the place I wanted to go. I grew up at my grandmother's house. She's uh, her family were Italian immigrants, so she it was what I grew up in. Right. And uh, for our honeymoon, we did France, mm-hmm. we did Paris and Versailles, and then we did. Venice, Florence, Tuscany, and Rome. Oh wow! It was That's a great trip. It was the first time I left the country. It was one of the best times of my life. Mm-hmm. It's a memory I'll cherish forever. But I think the next place I want to go, I really want to see England. Yeah, I yeah. think that gets interesting to me. And plus, mm-hmm. I want to stun on them for losing the Revolutionary War. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'd like to go to Spain, um, and then I don't know. Like I, I, South America interests me as well. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'd, I'd like to go to Mexico. I'd mm-hmm. like to do Central America, like do Brazil, Chile, all that. Costa Rica. I've heard great things. Yeah, I've heard great things about Costa Rica. Now, see, once again, I'm an mm-hmm. I'm a huge Office nerd. Mm-hmm. So, you watch? Do you ever watch? Do you get in the Office? I'm not a fan. See, it's okay. I'm I understand. It's, it's it's a very yeah. specific type of comedy. But yeah. The one character Toby goes to Costa Rica, and that's like a long storyline for him. So, like, mm-hmm. I I feel like I've experienced Costa Rica more perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've lived vicariously, vicariously through Toby through from Toby. the Office. Yeah. Um, what's your biggest guilty pleasure band? Creed. Like, you motherfucker, you're a Creed guy? 100%. I love the fact that you can admit that. Not even ironically. I like that. Like, I want to start a Creed tribute band called Stap Infection and do Creed songs <laughs> and songs in the style of Creed. You want to hear my Stap voice? Stap Infection. We'll turn. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. There you go. God damn, that was a good answer. It was very off the top. Like, uh, that's that's the honest truth. Are you a, are you a fan of hip-hop? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. What's your what's your what's your hip hop like taste? Where do you sit? Um, Kanye is one of my favorites. Logic, uh, although I like he Logic. just retired. Yeah, uh, so and so. We'll see. Yeah, I, he'll be back in five years. Oh, yeah, if under, it takes that long. No, it won't take that. Long. Yeah, I, I I really like Logic. I like his message. You know, yeah. I think he's very versatile and like he just like he's just willing to create. It is funny to know? me that like being that I'm I'm such a rap head and mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always in like the rap I don't know chats or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's like a secret double life that I live. It's just a hip hop historian. But people like like to clown on Logic in these certain perspectives because he has a message, mm-hmm. which I find fucking odd. Yeah. And I get shit. I have a, a group chat. They come on the podcast from time. It's called the hip hop group chat, but it's my boys Paul and Tom. Mm-hmm. And we're like the three goofy white kids from Northeast Philly who think they know about rap. So we, we're very <laughs> self aware of who we are. Uh-huh. Um, but. And they give me shit because I like I I like lo- I loved the last Logic record. I fuck I, it was uh, no it was great. Yeah. And uh, they were like, you corny. I, I was think like, it's fantastic. I think it was really good. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, if you had to say there was one song or artist that's been heaviest on your rotation during this year quarantine time that you'll remember, mm, there are two artists. Uh, the Dirty Heads because they've been doing live streams every other week. Sweet, and I love them. And I love the Dirty Heads. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. that's college for me. They're very versatile in what they do, you know, and they just like they just create. They're they're another act that just creates. The other one, it, like heavy rotation for life, is Our Lady Peace. I, I see the shirt. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I am wearing that. I, I like to see bands that have built followings for life like that. Like yeah. it's cool. Like, how, like was that like just an earlier like time in your life like just like something you latched onto and you stuck with? Yeah, it was high school when uh when somewhere out there came out in 2002, like that's how I like really became aware of them, became mm-hmm. a fan. And then that album Gravity was like right around the time all this was going on with uh, the band. Yeah, yeah. So like songs like Innocent, Not Enough, Sorry, like And it just latched onto you yeah. forever. 
And then, Damn, like, that's sick. ever since then, all through college, everything, like, I just saw them last year open for Bush and Live when I was up in Allentown. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair. And I just, I, I, I just always, like, they have a fan for life. We saw you. We played Music Fest, too, We at the Steel Stacks. Can, was... I, can I tell you something about that? Because, yeah. like, it had been a couple years since yeah. we had really crossed paths. And I was there with, well, we were kind of in between dating and not dating at the time <laughs> with my ex. And I'm just like, do you think they're going to remember me? Like, I, I did very, <laughs> I know, very like, right away. I was like, yeah. My problem, my exact words were, yeah, what the fuck? I was yeah, like, Let's yeah. go. Pretty much word for word. I'm just like, it's been a couple years. Like, is it weird? No, like, but you see, here's the funny thing, too, because that was such a trend. That was 2017. Mm-hmm. And that was a very, yeah. that was our first year of really heavily touring. And Will wasn't in the band yet, our saxophone player. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were just in this situation where we were still figuring it out. We were in a transitional period. It was between when we were. Very heavily in Nashville, mm-hmm. and then we decided to pull our main like main area back to Philly, mm-hmm. and you called us right as we were figuring, like right before we figured it out. And uh-huh. it is funny. I think about that performance, and it's a story that I've told in the podcast. I think this is how I'm actually going to leave the podcast because this is funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wearing a hat that day, I was wearing uh-huh. this like fucking fedora. I, I yeah, I remember the fedora. So yeah. yeah. It was a. Uh, I call that my douchebag Nashville hat because it's like a lot of <laughs> a lot of people at the time when I was down here were wearing these hats. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't know who I was. I was like between being like, uh, I bought it in Nashville. I brought it home. My wife was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is that?" I'm 25. I think I'm the shit. I'm down out there in Nashville thinking I'm like doing big shit. Yeah, wearing fedoras mm-hmm. and shit. And uh, last year we put out the song "Legends Don't Die." Mm-hmm. Um, we were trying to decide what we we're gonna do for I don't know promo and the conversation was kind of this song was like such a like fuck you it's just about being yourself we Uh know we are so aware and open about who we are now just we are philly people we're not trying to be la or nashville or new york people i Mm -hmm. love this place but i'm not i'm I'm, listen my listen to my fucking voice you know where i'm Mm -hmm. from and uh so we burnt the hat we lit it on fire we doused it in gasoline and we lit that shit on fire (laughs) and uh it's all connected that's how we leave you that's how we fucking leave you so I, I just want to say that like, I've really enjoyed this and I can't wait to see you again, man. Likewise. Likewise. I'll let you know when I'm up. You let me know when you're down here and we'll do it you again. Know, you let me know when you're up. I'll let you know when you're down. Yeah. I got to have you on the Quinn Spin now. Yeah. What the fuck? I, the, Zoom is open, buddy. Yeah. So we'll make it happen. Let's make it happen. All right, my man. Cool. All right. So that was our interview with our friend Gerard Longo. Go check out Underground Music Collective. Uh, great guy, dude. I always love just like talking to people that we've known for a long time. We were doing great things. He's doing great things for young artists. So shout out to Gerard Longo. Shout out to Nate Moran once again for being here today. I'm, I'm glad you're becoming a regular contributor, Nate. I'm glad that your Wi-Fi finally works. Dude, this makes me really yeah, happy. Yeah, all I had to do was just get into the, you know, the 20th century. <laughs> you had Ethernet cables all over your fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Talk shit on Ethernet. Wire connection stronger. Yo, you have... Do you still- <laughs> Yo, do you still have the Simpsons bathroom? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, dang, uh, dude. Yo, well, I mean, all, is it all, all the, Simpsons all, themed? It the is. Whole, all the nice. All the people already know about that because they follow me on social media. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no one does. If you, Quit, yo, listen. Needing no introduction is Nate. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you don't follow Nasty Nate Money on on Twitter or Instagram, you're a dipshit. Uh, I remember I stayed with Nate like last year, and uh, I went to the bathroom and. There's it like the it's all Lenny and and Carl from fucking uh, uh, yeah, the Simpsons is the entire it, bathroom. 
it's it's Simpsons themed, but like more specifically Lenny and Carl themed. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> just is there like that much gear for Lenny that's and Carl? The, that's the thing. It's a very it's the most niche market. Of oh yeah, I mean any topic <laughs> ever. So there's very little Lenny and Carl stuff, but that's what makes it fun. Is like I had to like make some shit. So yeah, what, you're, you're like drunk, stumbling it, around, like yo, you got any Lenny and Carl shit? Yeah, for real. <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs> All right, so let's go into our coronavirus survival guide today. Uh, I was thinking because Kanye West's uh, first presidential campaign came to a halt yesterday. Obviously, he got fifty thousand votes somehow. I don't know how the fuck that's possible. There's a lot ten thousand here in Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so uh, that led me to ask the question: Who else would we like <laughs> to see randomly run for president? And uh, I want to just point this out to anybody who's going to get mad at me and be like, oh, wait, hold on, bro. You said this was who would you like to see as the president? Yeah, as the president is what I mean. Who would you like to see as the president? uh, I'm not really suggesting these people run. Maybe. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. That changes Uh, my whole. All right. All right. Whatever. (laughs) This might go well. This might go poorly. Uh, Nate, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, um, you know who I would have really loved to see the president is fucking Al Gore. <laughs> you went with an actual person. I love yeah, it. Yeah, because he literally should have been the president. He did win the popular vote. and uh, Twice now in our lifetime, we've seen someone win the popular vote and lose the election. And it is, it's 20 years later, and it's still wild to me. Bro, like, ima- imagine if that shit would have happened when Twitter was around. Oh my god, dude! Like just, thirty-six days, and just like the trajectory of like the history of that era of our country, like we would have avoided all those like George W. Bush years. Yeah, and, and like it just—it's crazy to me. Our voting system is just like so antiquated and stupid. Did anybody Gore benefit? My answer. Did anybody benefit more from the chaos of the Trump era than George W. Bush? Because people just kind of forget because he was like kind of a likable guy at least. Like he's not like a like he's like he's at least like well spoken enough to the point where it's like okay well he's not evil evil and then trump came along and it's like um who the fuck was george w bush he's just that happy old man at everything so right yeah like i i you know even though george w bush did all kinds of terrible shit oh yeah i don't know if i believe that there are secret tapes of him using the n-word anywhere but there are (laughs) definitely tapes of trump using the n-word out there There there's a lot of tapes of trump doing a lot of wild shit uh who's your first pick um Shit, who did I say my first pick was going to be? <laughs> oh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Obviously. Well, I mean, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, he's just a solid dude. I have – here's the thing. Like, throughout all the facade we see on social media and Instagram, and that makes me sick. Like, I – every – The Rock, I believe The Rock. I believe The Rock. What has The Rock re, – what reason has The Rock ever given you to doubt him? Uh, he was the scorpion. Whether it be in a movie – or anytime you'd have a beer with him. He's never given you a reason to doubt it. Boots to He's asses. the best dude. For the I, think he, I think he will want to be in president one day. He'll be the first president to rock just a vest with nothing underneath it. Like a suit vest with nothing <laughs> underneath it at his inauguration. Dude, it's such a good answer because, like, I'm not, like, a, like a fan of his movies, really. Like... Oh I, no! Yeah, I don't. I don't think he added much to the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, hey, watch your mouth, dude. That's Hobbs. But probably about he, like two hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> see, but the but he's such just a genuine 
good human. I remember like, um, I realized like I wasn't following him on Instagram and somebody was just like, Oh, like you should really follow the rock. And they were like, I know you're probably like not into him or whatever. And like my response back was so quick, like, but no, here's the thing. The rock is a shining beam of light in an otherwise dark world. Because he just is. Yeah. Uh, well, well, to keep with that theme, my first pick was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, <laughs> oh, first Bowsers. off, not gonna take no shit. Uh, he's already he's already physically assaulted President Trump. I don't know if you remember this. He gave the Stone Cold Stunner to President Trump and almost knocked his toupee off. Uh, he slugs beers. Uh, foreign countries will respect us. Uh, he has cool catchphrases. He says what a lot. Uh, and uh, he just what? he just looks really fucking cool. Dude. And uh, he's fucking uh, super liberal. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Sneaky yeah. liberal. Yeah, I remember reading a book about him in grade school because I don't know why. Like they they were selling those at our like St. Charles Bar Mayo Book Fair, uh, and it really disappointed me as like a, a fifth grader that he doesn't actually like beer that much. He actually prefers tea. I remember reading that and being like. <gasps> What do you mean yeah, he doesn't like beer? Your teachers that you couldn't read. So you <laughs> the word beer said tea. Uh, yeah, so my first pick was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Nate, go your second pick. Okay, so uh, so my second pick, uh, a person who I would have really loved to see as president, is Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Another person in our lifetime who lo- won the popular vote and lost the goddamn election. Uh, and and lost it to Ow. the worst asshole we've ever seen in our entire lives, man. So, I can't I can't lie to you about this. As far as democratic process process goes, I agree, and I voted for Hillary Clinton. But there's something about the Clinton like she just skis me out. I don't know what it is. I'm not I'm not a fan. But like, should she have been president? Yes. Would I prefer for her to be president? Yes, absolutely. Did I vote for her? Yes, absolutely. Um, but so yeah, what? No, I think part of like and this is once again going politically like into it, but like, dude, she had a finger roll. Like she was like literally driving the lane. She had a finger roll at the rim and just didn't finish. And she let this dude slip through the fucking cracks and somehow let him get in. So I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was like, this weird like thing. But like, should she have been the president? Yes. See, now I don't I don't blame her for any of that. I blame like a deep seated sexism amongst everybody <laughs> in this country because we've we've seen in the last four years that this country is like secretly full of a bunch of clansmen and pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I love like, I love this. Like thing, as if know. being a woman was were a reason not to vote for her. Right. Yeah. For, uh, so I, I know. I, that, like I, I don't even feel like I've, that's like a radical thing to say. No, not at all. Like, I, that, I feel like that's I, just a sensible thought. Isn't it amazing that like we've been around as a country for over two hundred years and somehow a woman just hasn't been president yet? Well, I mean, you know that we're advancing. You know. it's, but I mean, on its face, it's but kind of she, yeah. On its face, now it's you know that sounds a little rough. Well, I, I, and, we're coming and I think along. You know, if you look at the numbers of like, as a race countries I mean. like worldwide uh, who rate highest in like their citizens' happiness levels, they're all run by women. And yeah. I just don't think that's like some crazy coincidence. New like, Zealand is New that Zealand. the truth, man? Yeah, that's cool. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. Well, well, who who right I now? I love my mom, bro. If Ger- I felt like the president was similar to my mom, I'd be a lot happier. Germany yeah, has dude, a, and, Germany has a female leader. New Zealand yeah, has a female leader. Um, Any uh, well, and, uh, Nordic countries there? Yeah, Actually, dude, I don't know of. And if you've ever had a girlfriend let you Tinder from their phone, you will lose 
all faith in men and know that they're all that like no men should just be disallowed to like uh run shit like just just give it over to women yeah there's a lot of skeevy dudes yeah, out there. Dude. Yeah, but yeah. in fox trial a lot of just animals with no like never comb their hair like in, in fox trial world, we have a very, like, we have a very simple rule in fox trial world if you're a skeevy creepy dude we'll fucking bash you dude we'll, we'll fuck you up so uh eric you what's call him all the time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, i'm playing, I'm playing, bro. Ash Ketchum of the Pokemon series. <laughs> Ash Ketchum has the perfect moral compass in human in in anything. He always knows what's right. He'll die, as we saw in the first movie. For, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Right. Um, he's just a, he's just a solid ten-year-old kid who <laughs> has remained ten years old for twenty years. Uh, like, Pikachu uh, would be his VP. Yeah, he has been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's like unracist against Dick Pokemon. He like yeah. doesn't care. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's gonna he wants them all. He wants them all, dude. Yeah, he <laughs> wants them all to be happy and free, in and live respectfully, uh, towards your neighbor, and that's what it's all about, son. Ask Ketchum, good pick, fictional character, I love it. Uh, my second one. If we're gonna, I feel go like the, that was kind of sarcastic. If we're gonna go the route. Good. Of another television personality becoming president, I pick an Oprah. Motherfucking Oprah will whip this motherfucking nation into shape. Motherfuckers will be reading because she has her own book club. Oprah has never failed at anything. She's a fucking G. She's a boss. I'm going Oprah Winfrey, 2024. She, she would have got us multiple stimuluses by now. Oh no doubt. She probably could have given us all stimuluses from her own money. I will say, though, I never want another person who doesn't know what they're doing in there again. So I need to see Oprah's credentials. But other than that, like, but I feel like Oprah's probably got low-key credentials. She's probably, like, remember the other day we were talking about Lady Gaga and you were like, she's probably got, like, a master's in political science from NYU. <laughs> like, yeah, she probably does. Oprah's yeah, probably honestly. got, Oprah probably has honorary doctorates. She's a smart person. Everywhere. Dude, she owns, like, networks. She owns, Oprah? Dude, she, oh, yeah, dude, yeah. she's a genius. She's a fucking CEO, bro. She's, rich motherfuckers don't get that way for... Black being, being smart. Well, shout out to Ober Winfrey is my second pick. Uh, Nate Moran, give me your third. Okay, my third pick. <laughs> Samuel J. Tilden from the night. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he also, he Did won. She like Aaron Burr's like, running mate or something? <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. No, so uh, sorry for like ruining the fun of the. No, uh, no, I no, that's like okay. Your pick so I, far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like. I, I enjoy the uh, message there. So my, my, my fun pick is. Uh, uh john legend he's, he's already like the president of all of our hearts yeah john legend is <laughs> yeah. and chrissy Teigen is already like the first lady of all she of basically our is hearts. yeah well first so, of all john legend right. shouts out temple university uh john legend uh wrote ordinary people so yeah uh, he he understands everybody we're all just ordinary. that's first off that's already his campaign slogan yeah just okay. ordinary people. just a different way of saying we're all human and just imagine uh, every campaign stop, you get serenaded with ordinary people by John fucking Legend. Yeah. Dude, Instead of us. Trump, like, limos blasting Nickelback, it's like <laughs> yeah. John Legend on a flatbed trailer with this illustrious grand piano that being, like, the fucking, like, yeah, lobby then, of the Ritz. And then he has, like, his songs just, with, like, Rick Ross in common, and they're both there, too. Like, this, like, like, he's playing it at the same volume it was recorded at. Like, everyone perfect, in the, no like, the noise in the city yeah. just, like, quiets itself to and then, hear this. And then and even, <laughs> then even better than that is like you know he's the soft-spoken just sweet guy never says yeah. anything about anybody and then you got chrissy Teigen on twitter Roasting. Will, oh yeah telling mitch 
McConnell to like shove it up his ass and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's perfect. McConnell, man. Dude, I think Nate won this show. Uh, e, what's yeah. your last one? <sighs> Neither of you guys know who this guy is, uh, but this would be my serious one. And it's, it's serious, but it would never, ever happen. So maybe it's not, but uh, Rick Bonus. Okay, this is a guy who's the coach of the Dallas Stars. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't think about any coach. Okay. Now, Rick Bonus's philosophy when it comes to coaching is not like rigid systems or, um, you know, like uh, like a domineering personality or like an I know better than you, so listen to me. Like not that type of thing at all. Like Rick Bonus like, is like this total like empathetic, awesome dude who like – so there's they told the story. Um, Dallas got fucking pumped like seven one, and they came back in the locker room after the third. And Rick Bonus like pulled a chair and like sat down and sat in it in the locker room with the with the guys and was like, "All right, like, what happened? Like, you know, like let's like, like they and they aired out that not aired out their grievances, but they like, you know, like it was about like how you felt and in this shit and why. He sounds you, like her Brooks. Uh, no, Herb Brooks was a total hard ass. Oh, my bad. He was like, they hated him. Like, they, yeah. But, um, yeah, don't let the movie. Well, he's actually Russians, the movie, too. Yeah, well, that was, that was bigger than them. Shout out to Kurt Russell. Uh, so, yeah. Herb, uh, what? <laughs> I forgot the guy's name. Yeah, just simmer down there, Sparky. Uh, so, Brick <laughs> Bonus, uh, he's just this total, like, he understands how to, like, lead you know, like a group of men, like against the country is obviously, you know, crazy, but he like, like they got to the Santa cup final, like for that reason, they were not projected to go there at all. Like they got beat by a better team, but like, I believe that like that type of like, you know, like people, people just want to un- know that like their feelings are taken into consideration. I don't, I don't think that I truly believe like for the amount of idiots in this world, like I truly think that most people, if they have their feelings, not necessarily, like like given like given into in a sense where like they gain something from it but as long as they feel as though they're understood yeah then then that's validating and that's enough to like keep you happy in a social sense to the point where like you know to the point where like you're like you're, you're comfortable on your street in your neighborhood and it just it's like think local act global and it just starts with like caring about other people's feelings man damn like, you got to run his fucking campaign dog you just wrote a speech right there <laughs> yeah, well it could real. be well whoever you know whoever it is right. like he was just the guy i thought of but like i think that's the type of leader that like i don't even know about this country man just the world man like i mean there's I no could... reason to i just sound like a total hippie but like truly man like you just got to consider other people's feelings would be a lot better off that goes know? perfectly into my third Love it. Yeah. the only man fit to lead this nation Timothy Tebow. Tim Tebow uh-huh. is my pick. Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> Leader of Magnetic men. North, Moral Compass. I'm a, I'm a fucking compass. Tebow guy, dude. Thank hell you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Tim Tebow, my <laughs> vote for president, eventually. First off, just straight shooter. Leader of men. Uh, he cried. Not a straight thrower. That. Not a straight thrower at all, but we're not worried about that. He uh, wasn't meant to throw footballs. He was meant to be the president someday. He had that one throw with the Broncos against the Steelers. I Never forget, him. dude. Slant yeah, right up the up. middle. Demarius Thomas right out the middle, oh, baby. Uh, but awesome. yeah, uh, he's a best-selling author twice. I've read both of his books. Uh, One Nation Under Tebow. That's my pick. And then I have. Uh, I also have two honorable mentions. Uh, John Cena, I think, would be an excellent president <laughs> in Jorts. He was the president in the Marine. 
Was he? Ooh. You never Good seen fall. that? No. Damn, you're fraudulent. I never yeah. seen it either. I just <laughs> made that up. <laughs> but you bought it. <laughs> Damn, dog. I hate you. Um, I can fuck some and, and then uh, my other pick, because I can't believe he wasn't president, was Ben yeah. Franklin. Yes, <laughs> <Nice>, dude. <laughs> ben Franklin, you know, I think honestly, you were the sexiest president we ever had. Yeah, you are one of the sexiest presidents. Uh, first off, discovered electricity. Um, I don't know. He's just Ben Franklin, dude. He's got. He's, uh, didn't he uh, invent bifocals? Bifocals. Yes, he did. Yeah. An apple a day keeps a doctor. Did he discover away. electricity? Is that is that flying true? a kite, bro, with the key attached? I don't fucking know. Maybe. Uh, I'm pretty sure Isaac Newton put it together. Well, no. Isaac Tesla. Newton was before Franklin. He's Tesla. gravity. Isaac Newton was like eight, the excuse me. 15, 1600s. Like. Yeah, I know. And then uh, Ben Franklin, yeah, should have been president. Obviously, got gypped a couple times. I think he just wanted to chill out. I think he was like, yeah, I've kind of led this nation behind the scenes. but uh, He manipulated that. Not manipulated, but like he guided those. He was the people. puppet master. I also think. Well, that- not in that like, not in that like maniacal. Much like, like I think Bobby ben, ben Franklin was probably, you know, like <laughs> for someone at the time, he was probably. You like, ever seen the meme of it's like on the, the, the guy with the marionettes and it's like Trump and Putin and then the guy holding the marionette is Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> 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 they often did call Ben Franklin the Bobby Shmurda of his time. Well, uh, so I think, got, I think yeah. he had mad syphilis. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, yeah. And it turns out, you know who's kind yeah, of a was... perv? Ben yeah. Franklin. <laughs> ben Franklin. <laughs> um, and then Eric... Nate, do you guys have any 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 other people you thought of while we were doing it? Um, dude, you said coaches, and now I'm thinking like, is there any coaches like? Well, I thought when you, I thought when you were like, oh, that bleeds perfectly into mind that you were gonna say new Sixers coach Doc Rivers. Rivers, nice, yo, man. I would yeah. love to have Doc Rivers run. Just the lead our country to a bunch of like, eh, I guess, kind of successes. Maybe. <laughs> Just lead us to a bunch of early round knockouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like not man. necessarily like do bad to our Yo, country, but you still want him gone. After Steve that. Kerr might be a good president. Steve Kerr is very socially aware. Steve Kerr is very knowledgeable. And did you know the story about Steve Kerr's dad? He was like a... He, um, he was a professor in uh, a foreign country, and I forget right now, blanking on where it was. He was Oh, the Steve Kerr, yeah. Yeah, he was assassinated. Steve yeah, Kerr's it was dad was assassinated. Dance. Yeah, while, yeah while, I think someone said, yeah. yeah it yeah. was in Last Dance, yeah. He was assassinated while he was a senior in college. So, For some reason, when you said wild. Steve Kerr, my brain went to Steve Nash, and so he's, I'm he's just Canadian. Like, probably because yeah, so yeah, so what I'm, does that mean? I was dog? like, he's you Canadian. Can't be the, you can't be the president if you're not from America. No, you just have to be a born citizen. citizen. No, you have to be. Born you have to be a born America. citizen. Yes, you do. I see, and that's the craziest part is because we all know I you had, Obama yeah. was born in Kenya. Obviously, did you read yeah. his birth certificate? What Dude, a, Obama dunked how on. How stupid was that? How stupid was that whole fucking witch hunt where Trump was like, "Why don't we see his birth certificate?" At the oh, correspondence that's some, dinner. Like, that's some yeah. asinine racist bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's just like tipped us off. We shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but uh, the uh, Obama was like, "Yeah, here's my birth video," and it was like, "Ah, <laughs> like it was like literally the on a projector yeah. screen, the scene uh, from Lion King. Did you see that video <laughs> of him at the going into the Joe Biden rally last week, and he hit a fucking three and just walked out of the gym? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Biden did that. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, Obama. No. Oh, Biden, yo, Biden would definitely shoot underhand. He would shoot Obama? like grandma. <laughs> like Biden Obama. Would definitely- 
Obama cold can just yeah. can just yeah. Obama wet. in dress yeah. pants, dress shoes, and a fucking button down with a mask on, just fucking stepped back and put one on somebody's eye, left handed, and fucking walked out of the gym. <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh!" And and Obama pulled out his mask a little bit and went, "That's what I do," and walked out. He's the coolest motherfucker alive. He's, I would love to have a beer with him, dude. Yo, Many people like like to say stuff about his presidency. You can't deny the man has the most unbelievable aura around him. Like you just yeah, he, love to have a beer with the guy. Yeah, he is the coolest antichrist I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he's my pick for antichrist of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I think we, I think the new like a new thing we have to like when people are running against each other, there has to be a free throw contest. Like they have to, they have to run them through like the NBA. Just an athletic gauntlet. No, they should put them through the NBA. <laughs> like the combine. Yeah. They should put them through combine. the NBA. Yeah, presidential combine. The NBA skills challenge <laughs> where they have to like, they have to like bounce pass through a hoop and then lay up, then hit a half court shot and then fucking go end to end and do a layup. I Imagine would, like all the shit you could like the content you could get with that. Like you could have like gifts. Mount Rushmore be in the background of like the like I like I, that's dumb, but like there's more shit like and, and just comparing like uh like John McCain and like John Quincy Adams forty times. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, we got measurables on all these guys. Hell yeah. Yo, could you imagine getting the measurables like on like uh William Howard Taft, like who died? Uh, <laughs> they're talking in like fifty years, they're talking election, like yeah, like before like he measures close to John Quincy Adams, like before they started tracking stats in 2020. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, before the stats became official. Oh. And, and, and it's like it's like Julian Castro, sneaky high vertical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would have never guessed. Yeah. Oh my god. That is the perfect way to end this episode. I just gotta say that. Um Nate Moran, thank you very much for joining us again. I'm sure you'll be on very soon. Man, uh, thanks for having me again, dude. Just keep coming back on. Yeah, you're basically yeah. you're basically like a seventh member of this band anyway. You, you're part of the family. Just keep coming back. Whoa, let's do it. What? Come on, give me a break. Nate's hey, family. It's my it's, nice. my it's my it's my favorite <laughs> band to be in because I don't have to do shit. It's great, yeah, brother. Same. I love it for that very reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you guys. I love you. <laughs>